Instacart shoppers know groceries. They know that you can't make guacamole with rock-hard avocados. They know how to quickly find those peanut butter pretzels you can never find. And they keep you in the know by giving you updates about your order along the way. Let Instacart shoppers help take shopping off your plate so you can get time and energy back for what really matters. Visit instacart.com or download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum order $10. Additional terms apply. Instacart. Add life to cart. The Team Never Quit podcast is sponsored by Navy Federal Credit Union. Navy Federal has multiple savings and investing options to help you get closer to your financial goals. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. Never quit. Never quit. Never quit radio. All right, everybody, welcome back to the TNQ podcast. I'm your host, Marcus Luttrell. Every week, it's my job to fire you up, to ignite the legend inside of you, and to push you to your greatness. Join me every week as I take you into my briefing room with some of the most hard-charging people on the planet. They're going to show you how to embrace the suck of life, teach you the values of working your ass off, and charge through whatever life throws at you. This is the Team Never Quit Podcast. Podcast. So buckle up, Buttercup. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Team Never Quit Podcast. Marcus, Melanie, how are you guys today? I'm good. Blessed and unstoppable, my friend. It's raining you ready outside. For this one? It it's is. a beautiful day. We've got a great guest Most in store. Lonesome Dove on TV. Some cele- we got a celebrity. We do. we got a celebrity, a Netflix star, Dale Brisby. Welcome to the show, man. I don't ever watch Netflix, but I know he's a hell of a rodeo here. guy. That's right, yeah. man. I'm, well, I'm, I'm the Navy SEAL of bull riders. So, <laughs> the greatest of all time, dare I say. And he the most it. humble. I've heard that. Thank yes. you for being here. Well, uh, it's an honor Getting to be Getting through the here. gates is a big deal, but I, the, it's funny because the gates were open when I went down there to open them. So they must have known you were rolling in. Well, so I, I saw that there was a gate and there was a gate code. And so I went to Instagram and at like the moment I opened it, Y'all texted me the gate code, and I was like, "These stealth, stealthy <laughs> son of a guns know I'm here." <laughs> I seriously, I thought I was like, "There's cameras everywhere, yeah. and they know I'm here." You can't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> when you rolled into the county, we got the hit. Yeah, right. we knew exactly. <laughs> Actually, yesterday when you came in, we knew. Yeah. <laughs> and we have um, David Thornberry, one of Marcus's best friends and cattle rancher extraordinaire. Yeah, we got the premier cattle man on the mm-hmm. planet and. The- Premier bull rider. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is a hard-hitting podcast. Yeah. It is. Right, only the best. Yeah, we broke only it all out best. for you, my friend. All right, we've got a TNQ Nation question of the day. They ask us, do you have a bucket list? And if so, what's the number one item on the list? Well, just know if it's bull riding, I can help you out. <laughs> that thought had crossed my mind. I'll go first. I want to live until I'm 102, and then in my bucket list is to just fulfill everything within that time. I really want to, that, that's my number, 102. You want to live to 102? Mm-hmm. I want to live to 102. That's a lot of living. I know. I want to. She lives a lot. I want to <laughs> she has great life. my great grandchildren and love on them and get to know was, them. And Was it Mr. Balo that inspired that? No, it's actually my own family. I okay. had my great, great grandparents when I was a kid and I I cherish those memories, and I still have all four of my grandparents. They're, all, they're still around. Wow. So I've, I'm very headstrong that I want to live long. That's my bucket, my bucket list. That's family. That's yeah. a good bucket list in yeah. terms of like, well, my bucket list is 
I don't want to kick the bucket anytime <laughs> soon. <laughs> right. So and I, guess- I want to have my mind all the way through. That's. So since I have to watch out for, I guess mine now is that I would like to be around for that with the capability of fulfilling <laughs> my earthly duties. Yeah. yeah. Used to be something cool like, uh, well, it's not important anymore. Well, you've done everything. <laughs> you've jumped out of every plane. You've scuba dived in all of the most exotic spots. You've, you've literally done. Well, there's competition for the world's most interesting man. I'm sitting across from two of them right now. So <laughs> if we're gonna throw it all out on the table, like see the car. What do you got? Hmm. What do I got? I, I, I recently, while you're thinking about yeah, it, yeah, I go. recently completed my bucket list thing that I wanted to do, like outside of like rodeo and ranching, and, and it was uh, noodling. I Have you ever that. done that? Oh, yeah. Do you see that? Video, yeah. I, with, uh, her name's Hannah Barron and Jeff yeah. Barron, and I go and. Oh, the cat. Oh, tell yes. us about it. It is. Because like, a, a lot of people don't have any. I, I don't know, there's, there's country folk that don't even know what that is. Well, some people call it grappling. Yeah. But Humans. essentially, yeah, <laughs> some essentially you just go down in the water and it'll either be there can be a natural hole, which is terrifying, or like a sometimes they'll put out a box and these uh, the females will come in and lay the eggs and then the male will come in and protect the eggs. And there's only a certain amount of time you can do it. But when you put your arm in this box, they know it. And so they're very aggressive. The blue cats are more aggressive than the yellow cats, but they'll just try to eat your hand. And the box may be about half the size of this table. And so you don't know. You just put your arm in, and you're just waiting. Of course, you can't see anything. Right. And you let, yeah, because you go underwater. Well, correct. sometimes you can go all the way underwater. Correct. In, like, muddy water. Yes. Not, it's, yeah, it's not a clear swimming not pool. Pretty. No. And uh, we're talking about catfish as long as this chainsaw, too. Yes. We're not... People aren't the normal fish that you eat and that you see no. and, uh, and fresh water. Yes. I, matter of fact, most people wouldn't get in fresh water lakes if they knew that was down there. Well, and a lot of people are scared of snapping turtles. Yeah. But, you know, I don't know. I I go with a guide. It's technically, it's what Jeff and Hannah would be. So, like, they kind of look out for me. But, uh, but yeah, we'll go into some that are pretty deep. And you got, you're completely underwater and you got to hold your breath. You'd be good at it. Can't you hold your breath for, like, four hours? <laughs> <laughs> just yes. under it. Just under four? Yeah, just under it. I mean, don't exaggerate anything here. We, we're straight up. So yeah. yeah, yeah not yeah. All, almost four. Right. I bet you would be good at it, though. But yeah, sure. where, where was that at? Alabama. Right. Yeah, that's a Mississippi-Alabama thing, right? This, we this use fit girl, poles and line down here, but it's still getting done like that. And th- there's some places where you can't, there's rules like you can't use boxes. I think in some states you can't do it at all. Because you can decimate a catfish population. You, I mean, you're pulling out 30, 40 pounders. Oh, yeah. But is it in a catfish pond where it's stocked with No, it's a lake. Oh, it is a lake. Yes, okay. That makes a difference. So that was my bucket list thing, and uh, Donnie and I go once once a year. Oh, and it's a thing now. Oh, yes, now cool. it's a thing. Right Have on. you ever gone um, neutra hunting in Louisiana no. in the swamps? <laughs> Marcus did that. Did you go with Thornberry? Uh, were you with us on that one? No. No, I didn't make that trip. Oh, my gosh. They go on these airboats, and you know what a neutra rat is? It's like a, yes. a huge water rat, Louisiana yes. swamp rat. And they went... You can get that from her. <laughs> no. <laughs> I kind of corner my eye. Like, Mar- Marcus has said, he's, his dog's in here. Marcus says, if you see her doing something, just yeah, discipline her. Stop. I said, I'm not going to tell she's Marcus a Luttrell's dog. <laughs> yeah, she's brand anything. new, man. So uh, everyone's like, no, I'm not doing it. Yeah, um, that was a cool. You liked that. I'll tell you something, getting on that airboat down in there and driving around. Plus, they pay you to go do it. Yeah. It's a nuisance. So it's five dollars a tail. Oh, dang. I, that's. 
that was the bonus. That's how you get out of and get with the missus. Hey, I'm doing it for humanity. Hey, yeah. And, you, you know, <laughs> conservation for the wetlands. And, and the makes, money. And the money. Yeah, yeah, of course. For the greater good. And the greater good. Yeah, my and then, $100. You know, when we were kids and we go hang out with our boys and we get in trouble like that, we'd always get in trouble. But now they're paying you to do it. It's like pay you to be the way you were when you were a kid, but with responsibilities. It's a blessing to grow up. Right. right. And going down there, we started with the shotguns. By the time we were done, we were with the pistols trying to go to work on these suckers. Oof. And it, we laughed so hard, man. It's a good time. If you're looking for something to go do with your boys, go down to Louisiana. We did it in Homa. In Homa, Louisiana. Homa. Yeah. And, and get some of those river rats to take you out on the Because you'll see everything. Them alligators, whole nine yards in the middle of doing that. Did you have a translator? Yeah, we did. Of course. To help you understand what the well, Cajuns I'm married into saying. a Cajun well, family. Cajun, yeah, she's on so that side. I don't have the accent, but I, that's my people down there. Yeah, that's, I, I didn't, you know, there's a difference with it. Well, in every city, town, state, and you go to. So the difference between Ke- Creole and Cajun is like north and south and how they merge together. Country folk, city folk. And, and they don't get along, right? Like they kind of like. Yeah, everybody like makes fun of everybody. Well, yeah, sure. there's like if you live above. Uh, it's Jersey 20, and New York then, thing. New York, yeah. New Jersey thing. Or, yeah, uh, I-10. If you live above I-10, then you're not I didn't really know that. Cajun. She's, yeah. she's just been educating me on it. Like, I didn't know how redneck I was until she told me that we live outside <laughs> of a certain road, so we're, we're not even considered people. I didn't even know that. Well, it's like, great. There's kind of a dividing line with I-45, you know? It's kind of oh, yeah. like some people argue that it's I-35 mm-hmm. that is where East Texas starts, but. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's a good point. Definitely. Because we're the heartland here. Yes. When I was out traveling around the country, yeah. people were like, where are you from? And I'd say, well, I'd say East Texas. Cause you can't say South Texas because I'm South Texas. They don't like that. Nope. <laughs> and if you live in Texas, you know if some boy is from the west part of Texas, the north, the south, either. as soon as they open their mouth. Yes. Usually the way they talk, walk, and dress, but really when they open their mouth, he was like, oh, I know exactly. Yes. And, uh, or whether or not they have sleeves. Correct. Yeah, that dictates that too. Whether whether doesn't have anything to do with whether they wear sleeves or not. Yeah, Thornberry, do you have a bucket list? I've got no. I've got a question. I want to know how Radiator Ranch got its name. Well, wait, we're still on bucket list. Oh my bad. Bucket yeah. List, my bucket list. Um, it's to do a podcast with Dale Brisbane. That's right. That was number one. We're doing it. You get to ask questions here too. No, yeah. so I like to shoot a, a brown bear with my bow. I've tried twice and failed, and I uh, want to do that before I... We got one coming up. In Alaska. Yeah. yeah. I've shot one with a gun, but I want to get one with a bow. So it's All kind right. of a personal thing. Okay. There you go. I don't have a bucket list yet. I'm you don't saw still, something down with his chainsaw? Still, Yeah, that would be fun. <laughs> I don't know how to hold that thing. Meet the guy who, who, who wields that thing. All right. That was a good one. That was a real good one. All right, guys. Let's jump in. Dale. We're not going to pull the curtain fully back, but why don't you mm. tell us a little bit about mm. Dale Brisby? Yes, yes, I am a man of mystery. A man of mystery. Before we get sure. started, is, <laughs> do you prefer Mr. Brisby? Is it Mr. Dale Brisby? How should I introduce you? I'm, and when in con- common conversation, how should I refer to you if there are other people around here for in the future? You know, really, anyway, I'm pretty humble, but but um, Mr. Brisbeard is is great. No, right. <laughs> you, Sir Brisby. You, yeah. Sir Brisby. I like that. Is that good? Sir, Sir Brisby. That's how you'll be entered into the system, so when people see you from here on out, if we're throwing titles down, yeah. uh, you note that? Well, I, I just, I like the first and last name sometimes, so like even my, my uh, employees, like Dale Brisby, like in... You know, my brother, he calls me, you know, first and last name. I refer to myself in the third person. <laughs> well, fourth, but. A fourth is if you introduce yourself by your last name through your first name, like Bond, right? Because you got a Bond Brisby name. That's. Essentially, yes. It helped. I'm <laughs> starting to get confused. <laughs> but that's when I know that we're on to something. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. 
Um, Marcus Luttrell can call me whatever he wants. How about that? <laughs> okay. Uh, it's going to be fun, man. All right. Without pulling the curtain all the way back to get into it. So, uh, Radiator Ranch, man, let's hear about it before that. When did you start cowboying? Like, uh, was it hard coming out, like being born rodeoing? Yeah. Because like yeah, it was so, on me and my brother. That's the only reason I say it like that. Well, I, I was kind of raised in it. You know, my old man, he was like, uh, kind of like mixed between Woodrow F. Call and John Wayne. And uh, he was he was a roughie, and when I was born, uh, we I was born we he worked on the Pitchfork Ranch. It's over around Guthrie. Um, anyway, it's uh, and and so that was kind of throughout my life. That was kind of what my teaching went back to, you know, as far as like cowboy and like my my dad was just always we were always doing something horseback or whatever. But and then on the weekends we would you know, be at rodeos. And so, um, <clears throat> then later in life, he became an ag teacher and uh, in Memphis and uh -huh. we managed a ranch and, uh, how was that? Is it a good time? Um, I thought it was at the time looking back, it wasn't, you know, it's kind of rough, you know, now, <laughs> now that I've lived life, you know, is it cattle or horse or both? What do you mean? As far as the ranch growing up on, we grew, I grew up on a horse ranch. We didn't have any cows. That's yes, kind sir. of a new thing for us. So, right. Um, no, it was it was more a you know cow calf than it was horse, but and then just raised around around uh, rodeo and uh, so going through college like that was when I really started getting more involved with rodeo, going to some pro rodeos. And I came down here into this part of the world, and I grew Memphis is up, you know, West Texas kind of area, and then down here is. There's just way more rodeos, and so I loved it down here too. So uh, <clears throat> now, the different types of rodeo people. When this is a perfect time to explain the cowboy mystery, just a little bit now. Yes, I sir. thought that's how we do that, right? A lot of there's a lot of confusion out there. Remember the old song? You don't don't call him a cowboy till you've seen the way he rides, kind yes, of sir. deal. Because you got them boys up in Montana, they'll call themselves cowboys. Yes, sir. What's that? What's that feller's name? Rip. I keep yep. hearing about this guy named Rip. I ain't met him oh, yet. Oh, on Yellowstone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you need to go head to head with Rip. You think so? You want to go with me? I think you can take Rip. Right? I got my partner right here, man. One day we'll get them all we'll be at the same table. Yeah. <laughs> oh my uh, God. So I thought we we give everybody lessons cowboy and one on one. Because you, okay. you do well, that in the mentoring program as well, right? Yes, yeah, sir. especially on rodeos, because a lot of people think that the only rodeos are, are, are like the Houston Rodeo or the San Antonio, these huge, you know, in a stadium. But really, there's all these neighborhood, like yes, small town rodeos, like around here, there's Hempstead and right. Waller and all that. And then you've got like actual ranch rodeo mm -hmm. where certain ranches host these meets. Yeah. Um, so if you can explain all of that and how that works. Yeah, so um, when you talk about like just a conventional just rodeo of sorts, whether you're talking about Houston or, you know, a little, you know, Waller, Hempstead, those those around here, or even just smaller than that, like a county fair in, in Montana, as far as rodeo cowboys, um, you're going to, they're going to all be pretty much the same in this country. You know, they've got them as far east as Woodstown, New Jersey, as far west as, you know, California, San Francisco. And and typically when you get behind the chutes, the, most of those rodeo cowboys are going to be pretty similar. Now, there there's always going to be, you know, some locals that come in to the mix that may not, you know, have the same style. But as far as like rodeo cowboys, when you're looking at bareback, 
saddle bronc bull riding, team roping those events. Uh, and that's what's neat about it, you know, because you can go anywhere in the country and you get behind the shoots and you're around like-minded people. And so, um, but then when you look at ranch rodeos, that that's going to be a little more regional and you might see some diff much different styles, but, um, <clears throat> You know, there's there's cowboys everywhere. There's some places because of the country, like the the grass, where you know they might be, you might be able to find more of them just because it's more cow country, quote unquote. But um, essentially, what I've found over the last five, eight, ten years doing, you know, being on social media is there's a a large interest in not only ranching but rodeo and and that's where the the netflix show that we were talking about earlier came from was you know a lot of these networks are looking for a a road cowboy show because um well chris ledoux had a song you know you just can't see us from the road and snapchat has now changed that and so the world is pretty interested yeah and so that's how my internship program chris is a good man started. this cowboy's hat favorite song yes <laughs> yes so good right bingo man yeah because I, I think it was a that, that was a great thing to point out. It's almost as if any other sport you play, there's a, a want to get into it and then a walk, crawl, or crawl, walk, run, so to speak. I mean, they just don't throw you on that 2,000-pound animal and, and let you go to work. Matter of fact, they say rodeo came about because all of us animal lovers who had to take care of them, when they start to go on bucking and pushing us around, we're trying, you got to learn how to dance on top of them to get mm -hmm. out of there to there stay alive. Go. There you go. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with it when, when them suckers pushing you around. If you don't think that, just watch us getting beat down by them. Yes, just sir. scratching their ass, they'll throw you 40 feet. Right. And it, it's it's almost as they're the ones having the fun with it. We're not. <laughs> right. <laughs> One of my favorite things to watch at the Houston Rodeo, a lot of people don't know that they have this, but um, there's the, I think they still call it Reliance Center or whatever. There's an actual different building. And they have ranch rodeo in there where mm, there's yes. like a, it's almost um, like a relay competition where like a guy will be on a horse and he's got to get off and milk a cow and carry a Wild bucket. Yeah, like yep. it's so crazy. You There's have some milk in the bucket. And <laughs> hardly anybody goes to those. They don't know it. They don't really advertise that. Um, but there was one year I went and sat in there and watched a whole round of that going on. I was like, what the heck is so this? So I think this one of so the main fun. struggles with ranch rodeo being a little bit more is is there wasn't for the longest like an association. Like with rodeo, you've got the PR. RCA, which puts on, you know, you know, you get a PRCA card and they'll put on rodeos all over the, the country. Well, with ranch rodeo, and, and now there is, it's called the WRCA and, and, you know, it's growing because it's a little more organized. Whereas normally it would just be like if this town wanted to have a ranch rodeo and then they would decide what events and they would make up the rules and that's why it would be different and a little less structured. So, so we actually kind of did that with, um, not us, but, um, one of the guys, one of the SEALs that was killed in Operation Red Wing with um, Marcus, Danny Dietz, mm -hmm. there is a rodeo that has been created. It's been going on for about nine, ten years now, uh, and it's grown. At first, it was just um, roping, and now they have um, – a PRCA actually – um, came in and they have a full round of events. It's Isn't really it cool. Far from here? Yeah. It's it's here in town. Uh, they've been having it in Rosenberg, but Rosenberg, I think because of COVID, yeah. they um, they ended up moving it to Decatur. Um, so somebody reached out to me. It was like 2020, so that all kind of changed some stuff. Uh -huh. But I've I visited with some people to kind of 
be a part, I mean, just like help promote. Yeah, I'm on but. the board of that. Um, we're really close with the um, Deets. Oh, yeah. Hey, when it comes to that cowboy CrossFit, I watched y'all when you were doing the feedback toss over the river. Oh, yes. Remember that? Yes. I think maybe next time the way we you can take a couple of bags off, then you and the other guy pick up the, the pylon itself with the rest of the bags and throw it over. So it sounds good on paper. <laughs> and when it gets light enough? <laughs> yes. Then you just throw the whole thing over. That was uh, that was one of my never quit moments. I saw that. And I don't know that I've ever been that gassed. Yeah. <laughs> when you lay down in water like that and you don't want to get it, that's how you know you're, you're beat yes. out. Yes. <laughs> I, did, I missed that one. That was a good one. It's, uh, it's fourth or fifth episode where at the, you know we were kind of competing against the Camerons and anyways it was a, it was a fun little deal but we were throwing this feed and Cole my opponent he had played D1 he was a linebacker and so he was manhandling these bags of feed but <laughs> no one knows what that means to you actually run into one of them too correct <laughs> the way they can set their weight down and it, it's kind of like when a boxer hits you you know the difference between somebody who can scrap hits you as opposed to just somebody who watches yes. it on TV yes it's completely different I don't think he even knew I ran into him. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> it's unnerving how stable some of them guys are. Right. So back to rodeo, what did you start off in? Well, we just I just did it, pretty much everything rough stock. And so uh, there's two Explain ends that. of the arena. There's a timed event, like all the roping events, where you're you know calf roping, team roping, barrel racing, where it's you're literally timed, and the fastest time wins. Well, rough stock is out of the buck and shoots and it's bareback riding, saddle bronc riding, both on a horse and then bull riding. And then a fourth one would be bull fighting. And so my old man was kind of, he was rough stock. I mean, he could team rope, he could do it all, but like he was, and so that was kind of my love always has been. So bull riding and bronc riding were kind of, I, I did all of them in college, bears, broncs and bulls. Um, and then I eventually focused it down to, and then I fought bulls too, but I focused it down to Bronx and bulls. I like how on the um, show y'all have uh, explained like how the scoring works and everything. I learned that a long time ago, but most people don't know that. And yeah, I mean, our, most of our general listeners like won't know how that works, but it really is like, I think you explained it like a uh, um, gymnastics <laughs> scoring. There is like you're scored on how the horse bucks, if it's bareback or whatever, or the bull, how it's, how the animal is, how the person is. And, um, and you really have to pull a good animal in order, whether you're right. on Bronx yes, or, um, yeah, it's a random draw. Bulls. Yeah. So well, those competitions that they were created out of, of necessity because of what you do to have to, just to work to maintain the animals. Like when you're cutting them and separating them and stuff like that. You see where that came from. It's, it's, it's awesome in its design. Yep. And I'll tell you what, I don't care how tough people think they are. I've been to plenty of USC fights, and there's something. <laughs> there's nothing like watching when y'all play cowboy poker. And just sitting yes, there. There, there's no other event on the globe, I think, that has unless you could somehow get into the water and hit a, and have a white shark hit you from behind. Right. <laughs> but that's you couldn't get that done. But you could damn sure put a two thousand pound one of them on land and get hit by one. Same thing. Yes. I've never That is exactly what that's like. I've never played, like, sat at the table. You're, that's brilliant. You don't have to. I'm not saying that you should do that. <laughs> like I've been the bullfighter in the arena, but yeah, I'm not going to play. Those guys need to have their own, uh, like, pay grade and, and super championship <laughs> yeah. thing. Just the willingness to stand in there to do that. I, I, I mean, I go into combat and let people shoot at me for a living. 
Yeah, that's what I did, man. And I didn't have a problem with that, but I have them guys. Are, that's a different they, altogether. They make them sign paperwork. And if you don't know what that is, look it up. <laughs> yeah. They make them sign Playing paperwork. Playing cards with the uh, land shark. Yeah. Yeah, they make them sign paperwork, and, and <laughs> most of the people hey man, that sign this, there ain't nothing on it. There will be. Well, <laughs> well, no, they most of them don't look at it because they also can't read. Yes, so is that a last ditch game? And like, if you see the boys that are playing that, they they can't bull ride, they can't do bull nothing riders. else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, your career is just in try there. something. I mean, because good lord. Oof. Yeah, and those bulls, like, and they'll put a bull in there, like, I mean, they they're going to have the table. Yeah, they knows what's happening. He's like, these dudes are playing, look at this. They're not going to have that event and use a bull that's, I mean, like, what, they want the table to be hit. So if you're one of the, like, you're, it's a 25% chance you're getting taken out. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I've seen, well, last time I saw one of them, what was that dude just got launched into space by a rocket ship? It looked like that when that bull hit him in that chair. It hit him so good, it sent him all out of the out of the field. It was I don't think even, he didn't even know he got hit till he looked down and there was earth between him and the. <laughs> Have you seen the ones where they'll get in the arena and they got those knocker balls on and oh, they yeah. got oh, yes. yes. So yes. we just did that. Oh, how fun! How was the, that at the ranch? Oh, it was exactly how you'd imagine. Like sent him higher than the ceiling. It, it hasn't aired yet, but I'll show you the footage after this. Oh, that's that a good is one. So funny. He he just he kind of leans into it, and it. But the when the knocker balls came in, they were too small for. Oh, you had some hanging out of there. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> it was my, my guy that got in it. He's like he's he's not quite as tall as you, but like two forty solid muscle. And so this sucker covers about mid thigh. And this, this oh, bull no. scoops him up and sends him <gasps> into the atmosphere. And when he comes down, his knees hit. Oh, oh no. And he oh, was yelling. Gosh. Anyway. I'll tell you what, I think I would, I'd do that. I wouldn't that put like it past the country boys here in the future to color coordinate those things like pool balls. <laughs> and then see who <laughs> can, which, 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 which ranch you can put their bull in there to shoot them balls in. <laughs> well, I would think fights. that the bull, like the, the horn got it, it would get Oh, popped. we had uh, boxing gloves. Okay. Oh, okay. That makes sense. So it's like getting hit by Rocky. That makes sense. I'm thinking horn to ball, not good. Well, these knocker balls came in, and we were were all looking at them, and, you know, cameras are there, and bulls in the shoot, and we were like, man, these are too small. And then it was like, nah, we'll do it anyway. Yeah, it'll work. (laughs) 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 Those look like they'll fit. We'll work it. We'll figure it out. So don't ever lose that part. Yeah. You hear a lot of people went on uh, Netflix and stuff they do. I've heard him say, you know, it's like now it takes nine hundred thousand dollars to get you know, a set of boxing gloves on that bull's horn. And back in the day, just walk up there and put it. Don't lose that spice, man. That's the best part about yes, that. Yes, sir. You yeah. know what I mean? Uh, that rodeo. I don't think you ever could because it, it, your life's a rodeo, right? Absolutely. For sure. Absolutely. No, I'm glad to hear you say that. Another thing that a lot of people don't understand with rodeos is that there's you actually in order to get to the finals, you have to have completed a certain amount it's kind of like running a marathon or whatever you have to have um made it through a certain amount of marathons in order to get to like boston or something like that it's the same with rodeos you have to have completed a certain amount in order for you to even qualify for the big ones like houston or you can't just enter it a lot of people think oh i can just i can do that i can enter that but you can't there's a system to it and what what really happens with a lot of rodeo cowboys is kind of the opposite. So you got to be in the top fifteen in the world. Is that what and it is? It's gone, but it's 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 based to be on, on a circuit. Yeah. To to make it to the NFR, which mm-hmm. is our Super Bowl, it, yeah. they take fifteen per event, 
And essentially, um, what you'll have is people go to, they, they actually limit how many you can go to because there'll be some guys and, and they call, you know, are you going to qualify this one? Are you going to, so it might be in the bronc riding, for instance, 75 rodeos or something. Well, they may, he may go to 106 or 10. And so he's got to choose which 75 he's going to count. Mm. So essentially what they do is it's, it's kind of like, um, they try to make it, which I don't know. I, I feel like let a guy go if he wants to go, but you've got these rodeo cowboys that they want to go. So that as far as the minimum, it's, it's more often guys trying to go too much, but rodeo is the epitome of freedom. And I feel like there's no outside of maybe someone in, in the military. Like I, I just don't know another profession where you would find someone who appreciates that freedom more. Yeah. Oh, well, you, know, one, you can't half-ass that sport. Like that, somebody tells you they do that, there's a whole list of accolades that go with it. Absolutely. I, I mean, the reputation and all, that's why we have those titles, and some of them boys that can throw that out, and you can see some of them, they'll say that, and they're like, mm -hmm. Right. And then the ones that do, that life in itself, very, yes, very difficult. And you have to work your ass off. I mean, it's constant training. You can't just get on a bull or get on a bronc you have to train or roping whatever you're doing it's a lot of training that goes into it Some people just will just get on. Make a and fool of themselves. I think, you know, like people come into our program, the internship program. and Yeah, talk about that. And uh, it's, you know, they watch our videos and they'll message me. And and uh, that's where the idea of the show came from. You know, it's like we were getting, I'm getting messages 20, 30, 50 a day. Like, hey, how do I become a cowboy? How do I become a So you're already doing this and they just threw cameras on top of you. Correct. 100%. You were That's doing perfect. it on social media. That, that was a, yes. It was already mm -hmm. a thing. So I, I was curious as to how Radiator Ranch correlates with your with the rodeo life. You just smashed those together and it became a college, right? Ex exactly. So we have nine interns now. And I'd have more if I had housing to put them somewhere. But I live in a small town. And um, North Carolina, uh, Montana, California, Missouri, Tennessee. They come from all of the country. And it's people that just may not have an opportunity to um, get horseback or ride a bull. And so they'll come to my house where I've got all those things. And I've got, you know, a working knowledge of how to do each one of them. And, and so um, they work in the warehouse, but then, you know, and on the ranch. And then two or three o'clock in the afternoon, a couple times a week, we'll cut out and go do, you know, have a bull riding practice. Or, and then some of them there might just be there just to learn to ride a horse. So... While we're bucking bulls, there'll be a couple of people riding horses, and so that's brilliant. Mm -hmm. That's a brilliant teaching way. It's it's old school too. Yes, sir. You, I, I stole that idea from you, so I started mentoring kids out here, and then what? I, I'll do the same thing. I'll teach one of them to drive the tractor, one to work the chainsaw, and then they have to do it for three days. There you go. And then they have to teach the kid behind them how to do it. This one. Just kidding. Yeah, this one. <laughs> they start with this. You, you start with this, you go down. Yeah. <laughs> Kind of like in the seal tees, man. Everything is bigger. And, yeah, well, damn right it is. It's also so I can scare the mess out of you. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, but then it's, um, 
you, you learn something, you do it, and then if you can teach it to somebody, that's the gift. Yes, sir. Because it, that, um, and I don't know what it is. I have, I have kids now. So when I stepped into that father role, man, it's almost as if, like, I'll tell them to do something in which I think is a magnificent way to do it. And not only that, explain it. Yes. And they look at me like I have something not only growing this way, but it goes out the other side, right? right? <laughs> but then my buddy, be sitting, he'll be sitting right there beside me, and he'll say the same damn thing I did. And, they and they're like, oh, divine. Yes. <laughs> you know divine. what I mean? It's like, divine. whoa. <laughs> Why? Yeah. What is that? That's guys. That's the funny part. <laughs> yes, that's that's the, that'll always be there. That's life in itself, kind of being. You know, it's you always tone. have to work. Yeah, <laughs> it's tone. Well, <laughs> there's some sort of block with, and I had it too, like when I was growing up. But then I was a quarterback, and I came back from this quarterback camp at Harden Simmons, and uh, I was in two days, and my old man was like, "Hey, you, you're throwing the ball." And he explained to me, and he was a cowboy and he had played football, but he explained to me how I needed to throw this ball. And it was the exact same way this head coach at Harden Simmons had said it. And that from that moment on, I remember I was, I just, I, I started taking notes and I was, I was glad to do it. I, I lost my old man. He was, he actually died at a rodeo about eight years ago. And, uh, but for the last, you know, 10, 12 years of mine and his life, like there would be times he'd be talking about cows. And I would literally get out a pen and paper and take notes. And so that's what, like, when I talk to, like, young people, like, just if I'm talking to somebody, it's like, no, you need to, you know, you never know when you might lose your parents. And they've already gone through this stuff. I think it's, it's wise when you can learn from somebody else's mistakes. Well, I started writing it down for my kids, too. Mm-hmm. There you go. And then, like, he'll do the same. He'll start teaching me something about cows, and he thinks he's talking too much. I'm like, man, I need, I need to hear that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the, your chin wank back in the other conversations is like it's like give and take, and your 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 dad Woodrow Wayne is that what you call there him? There you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, his name was Coke. Coke. That, that that's awesome. Yeah, I, I was the same way, because you can't really appreciate it until he's gone. Yes, sir. He died at a rodeo. Yes, sir. And he was he's a cowboy he was a pickup man. Yes, sir. He that's was, awesome. It's like yes, dying with your boots on. I mean, how like else in the you military. Yeah. No, that's. It's I heard a somebody the other day told me their grandmother died in a plane crash into a pond. And they they were bummed out about that. I was like, that's the coolest damn story I've ever heard. Absolutely. <laughs> I think how you if die you're going to roll out of here, how do you want to do it? Well, she was flying it. <laughs> and that's even better. Yeah, she was flying <laughs> that, the airplane. I, yeah. You hear that? I agree. She was flying. <laughs> she was flying it. Yeah, she was flying Come the airplane. Me and my brother. You ever seen Secondhand Lions? Yes. When we go out. Me and this whole crew, man, helicopter upside yep. down through the barn. Love it. <laughs> Ride it down. Yeah. I think how you die. My great grandkids yeah. like, what the hell? How many are in there? All of them. All of them. <laughs> that's oh why. I, that's why. I, whenever I'm driving, like I, I keep my phone in my pocket because, like, of all the things that I've done in my life, I would hate for that to be the thing that took me out. Yeah, like I, oh, just, I, I think it, yep. I think it matters, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm not trying to preach about texting and driving. Yeah. I'm just saying, well, like, the, the point is, is like, <laughs> like, yeah, I do it all the time. My old man died, you know, on a horse in Holotus, Texas, and and while he was picking up, and and how much peace that brings me when I think about his 55 years. It's just like, man, that's cool. Yeah, because you, know? you wouldn't want him to die like in a hospital bed with a ventilator 100%. or something like right? that. Like he like was doing dad. what right. he that's loved it. on that horse. That's what, that's what everybody um, in that Chris Ledoux song, he's like, hey, Tex, where'd you park your horse? Should The line should have been right by yours. Yes, sir. Iron Man. <laughs> yes, sir. You know what I'm talking about? Because this is how it started. Cool part about the ponies is you can get blistered and drunk and some bitch will still take you home. Yep. And he'll he, stay under you. He's got that other song, this old horse, this old paint knows. Dude, and, right where you live. Yep. 
Give him his head, and he'll take you straight where you need That's to go, it. man. And I'm telling you, there's something to that. We Me and this joker have died up on the mountains plenty of times when we horseback. <laughs> yeah. We played that song at his, at his funeral. Yeah, Aww. That was a, yeah. It's a, a double nickel, man. When you there's a, there's a partnership there. And I'm not saying it's not there with iron either. You can do that, and you can yes, see sir. people ride it that way too. But it's, it's different. Was there, you talk about you know growing up horseback, were there any of those like, you know, crossovers or parallels that when, when it came to being a seal that really like everything, everything that took my mom and dad raising us on a horse ranch and then grew into being a cowboy is, is the same life it takes to do that job. Really? Well, I came right back to it and fit right in. And they the, raised the, race horses. The, the difference is, is people like, Hey, there's no job description for sniper or for somebody who does this or does that. I was like, not, not the title, but what goes up to making that up is the same thing we have to do out here. And all revolves around that discipline and your willingness to get out there and to suck. Yes, sir. I mean, every, anybody says they're a rancher, you know, they're going to be out when, when, when it's miserable. And that's because that's all the animals are miserable being out there. That's why they break the fence down in time. He's like, yes, if sir. I'm out to be out here, your ass is too. Yes, sir. And it's, there's a special place in heaven for people who take care of the, the animals. You know what I mean? I believe that. Oh, I, yeah, I believe it. I, th I think, you know, with cowboy and there's like situations where you get in like, and, and obviously it's, it's a much more dialed down than what your never quit is, you know, foundation that comes from. But like we're out there and, and uh, like same some of these yours. interns. My foundation came same from yours. Is We'll be out there in these cows and I'm just like, Man, if you'll just not quit, you'll be surprised how many times because these cows are running on top of us, and it's just like no, no, no. And you see these guys around you, and 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 you'll see somebody, and it's just like oh well, we we're probably done for the day, and it's like no, 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 get around them again, and just you never quit, and and then all of a sudden, like as a cowboy, that's just what you're supposed to do. Sure, and there ain't nobody coming. Like what? The, I mean, it's like man, I've I've been in moments where I'm like, man, I'm gonna quit. I'm quitting. This is no, I've had enough. Ain't nobody gonna come get me. I still got to be right here. And to get, you know what I'm talking <laughs> yes, about? Like, you're just in the moment. Yep. Yesterday I had to drive to the gate freezing cold. I didn't have any of the clothes. It was cold outside. I wasn't cold. Let me mm -hmm. be clear about that. <laughs> right. I believe you. Right? <laughs> I believe you. And then I was driving down and I had Eden with me and she was shivering. And I was like, all right, are we gonna be, you wanna be real cold for a long time or real cold for a short amount of time? I mean, how fast I can get through that thing? <laughs> Either way, we had to be cold. Yes, sir. And then once you know that, like, that's my job. I was like, I came here to take, you know, that kind of pain. That was my, my lane, so to speak. So you, I have to do that so you can do this. But your yes, mom sir. was like that from the time you were itty-bitty. I mean... My mother's really like, you can't believe it. We need to bring her <laughs> in here. Yeah. My dad was a nightmare. When like, you driving my friend, in... He was my father. He was, you know... I knew he was a good dude. I didn't mean to interrupt you. It's right okay. Now. No, his mom, though, like, if... Because he's a twin, and... These two were really rowdy, and when they would do anything, she would just tell them to get back up, no matter what it was. I mean, if a horse kicked them, get back up. There was no, like... Dang. It was just very So rough. there was no, like, neither one of your parents were really my kind dad, of running to your side. My dad came home one no. time late from the with, with the boys, and the horse has been out, storming like this, and he came back in, went to go out, broken leg, my mom, she's... Well, She's a lady. We need to bring her Southern in here. Girl, but she will whip your ass. And let me tell you, people out there who got rowdy kids, if you can't control them, send them to the farm. Because yes, them animals don't, you think you, they can be rowdy around them? Trust me. An animal will humble a Absolutely. punk quick. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. So when we were punching holes in the wall, she's like, here's your chores. Get out there with them. Yes, and, and when you can't, when you try to buck up on them suckers and they just shift their weight and throw you a mile, it's like, That's hey, there's things stronger down here than you. And that's that's what I was telling somebody about rodeo the other day. It's like, 
you can't there comes a point and it's right before the gate opens where you can only be a poser so much right because when that gate opens <laughs> right it's a very pure moment yeah. like we're gonna find out if you've been working because that bull or horse or whatever he's going from zero to 60 no matter what yeah. he doesn't care you know about your feelings or how you think you look on instagram like he's gonna do his thing and we'll find out if you've been like that's it's the most pure moment of just like you know we uh the shaft you know with the wheat like clearing out the bro and it's the almost like, from the uh, realist. that movie avatar when they hook in it's like when the minute you step on like if a fly lands on a cow well, they know it right it's just like if it lands on you every inch of that sucker can feel every inch of you and absorb it to know if like hey you've been naughty or nice and when you when you're saying that 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 veil that gate opens up it's like whoo did you <laughs> i mean that's pure adrenaline man did you uh I imagine you guys had a much more serious, you know, shoot gate opening. Like, like there were, were there people that going through the military that you just thought had it all figured out? And when y'all's metaphorical, like when y'all stepped out of the helicopter, it's just like, oh, yeah. You know, it cleaned some. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen it happen one, uh, twi- three times. I, I saw one of them for sure. That, and, and it's kind of surprised you? Scared the mess out of you. Well, because it all does is reverberate back through your soul, right? And then for half a second, but then you realize some of those are there just to sit, just that's a check mark. Like a, all right, boom. Yes, sir. Yeah, it happens. But are that, you talking about people that are? Yeah. So like, if there were people around you that that like um, who ran from the bullets. Well, like like about, yeah. And, and and I'm not saying I'm uh-huh, not like throwing someone rocks. Getting scared. Like I, I could be scared. one of those people. There, there's I'm just. Yeah. It's not what you think. It's kind of like, and that's intensity too. Let me tell you something, man. They whipped my ass so bad where they clear killed everything around me. Are you talking about like humbled? Mm-hmm. Like a, yes, like a whew, where you can't do nothing. And then there's the, like if I trained you to do something, there's humbleness. But if I trained you to do something and you don't do it, then that's not humble. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. You understand? Yes, sir. Okay. There's doing the damn job, right? And then the, and, and your line of work and what we do, man, imposers get cleaned out fast. Yes, sir. That's why if you hear about one, it is shocking. Right. Yes, sir. <laughs> I mean, like, it's like shocking. I've only heard of like I said, a few. I've only seen one of them. Right. But um, I could I could see a real similarity. You know, bull riding is one, but like bull fighting. Yeah. You know, of because course. like that's literally a thing where the, there's a wreck happening, and as a bullfighter, you have to go <laughs> in Crazy, between right? the yeah. bull rider and the bull, and, and you know, prevent that wreck. And so like you can't really fake being a bullfighter. Mm-hmm. Either your feet move, or they they go that way, or they go that way. Yeah. And I would I would think that. And, and and you might have some training in that, or you think you do, and then when you get to that moment, like your feet just don't move, and turns out you don't have the stones to do that. Yeah, feet you know? don't fail me now. You know, most of those clever sayings probably come from them road, like Mr. Coffee. <laughs> yeah. Some of them old suckers, man, those rusty-ass hands, and they sit back. You see a cowboy wearing tennis shoes? Quite <laughs> 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 yeah. slack that guy. We got to give him some slack. Yeah, yeah. Um, Two back surgeries. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, there's a... Uh, are you talking about Leon Coffee? Uh-huh. Uh, good people. There's yeah. something about them Real rodeo good. boys and clowns, right? The, the, I think the bull in itself can see that wildness in their freaking eyes. Mm. That's a calling. I don't think you just sign up to be one of them. I mean, you sign up to be a Navy SEAL, you damn sure just don't roll in to be a freaking rodeo clown. Yeah, yeah sure. Well, and with the SEAL <laughs> teams. Or, you know, stunt man, get fired out of a cannon. Not that job, though. That's completely different. Them suckers are put here special, I think, just to protect cowboys. Yes, sir. Has to be, right? Yeah. I think the rodeo guys and the 
the special forces guys have a lot in common with like determination and grit and the toughness and all of that. The, the main difference is the structure and the training is you, there's no, like you were talking about how in the rodeo, some people will just sign up and go where the amount of training that they do in the teams and they're weeded all, all the weak links are weeded out and and it's peer. Most of it That's is peer really evaluation. Right. It's it's not always the instructor saying you can't make this because they have all of the physical capabilities of doing it. It's the the peers saying he will let me down. Yes, and, and I could see that a hundred percent. I guess you know my question was my my college roommate. He was a bareback rider, and we we rodeoed together. But he was a marine, and he he uh, he got out of boot camp. And he's sitting in the airport on 9-11. And so he was, you know, I think he was one of the first ones in Iraq. And so he's, and a thousand percent, you can speak to this better than I can. But, you know, they step off the back of that Amtrak for the first firefight. And everyone, it's everyone's first firefight. You yeah. know, there was just no one. So all you guys, like, experienced it for the first time. And so I guess that's where the question, me thinking about first time, like, even your CO. Like, he's just not been, you know, maybe hung around. Oh, that's completely different. In the SEAL team, I know exactly what you're talking about. By the time, some of the stuff you went in, like, you're going in there, these guys, they've all through, you know. Right, right. Well, even in their training in the SEAL teams, they use live fire. They shoot at it. So. When we're in the butt, when we're guarding each other's So you guys even, y'all have another Well, here's the deal. You kind of get an idea about that. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like watching the videos on SEAL training or watching somebody bull ride. Absolutely. And then actually getting out there and doing it. Yeah. And I'm never, you're talking about the first time I ever got shot at, I remember it. Mm-hmm. You're yes, damn sir. right. It was different. <laughs> what was going through your head? What is happening? <laughs> <laughs> because when the bullets are flying past you, that's what sounds like that bull whip cracking. That'll get yes, closer, sir. right? But when it's personal, you know it. Yes. Like sir. first time someone was trying to shoot him and he killed me. And I was like, okay, all right. And then uh, you never forget it. Yes, sir. So immediately when you know there's a, People always like, hey man, that war face you guys terrified. I was like, it's my scared face, okay? <laughs> my scared face looks like I just had to make it look freaking mean, all right? And uh, <laughs> I've had to show it so many times, it's not even funny, bro. Uh, even after I had my ass whipped it on the mountain and I came back and I, the first gunfight I got in again, I, I never forget we got back to camp. And the new guy's like, hey man, you know, you took a knee. I was scared to death. I saw you up there. It was everything was cool. I was like, keep thinking that. Because when I first got back, I was like, what am I doing back here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This madness. And then. What then, am I then, doing back here? Yeah, why don't I come back here? This madness, I had to deal with this. And then sure enough, but you get back up, you look around, and it's just like with your buddies, man. Like Cowboy creates a team environment where you depend on them dudes to save your life. Yes, They're from sir. all walks of life. Most people don't even care about them. Don't even know their names. Yes, I've known guys my whole life, I didn't know their damn name. Yes, Somebody sir. would say, I'm like, who, who are you talking about? <laughs> They just know nicknames. And I'm like, oh, yeah. oh, all right. And I mean, if you if you ran up like a buds training, mm-hmm. right? Like I can't. That's what you do. You mentor kids. It's just that the everyone looks at what they're training in is what they're supposed to learn. But what it teaches you is completely different. Like getting on that bull and just getting the moxie to get in there and do that Absolutely. teaches you something about yourself that we don't talk about. You don't write it down. There's no. It doesn't even talk. They don't say it. Yes, sir. Because it's different for everybody. It's like that lesson is different for everybody. The, the scare, the happy, the laugh. Like, I mean, I was laughing so hard in chaos. What is that bad? Well, that's freaking weird. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but then, then it kept happening. So you're like, all right, well, then I was designed for this because I don't have a problem being in it. 
Now, if you're constantly on the edge and terrified and not anxious, because those are different. Fear and anxious them are different. Like once you get good enough to know you're, you're supposed to be on that horse and you can go out there and do it, buck or not. There, yeah, you, you have to be real about the danger, but then there's like a, there's a, I think we were, I think you had said, is it a difference in fear and afraid? Anxiousness and fear, and Anxious, they run yeah. off the same gland. It's like people come in and say, hey, man, is that dangerous? No, nah, you're going to become like, it's the most dangerous damn thing you're ever going to get into. Mm-hmm. Right. That's why I do it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like when we go into the SEAL team, it's like, hell no, yeah, I'll kill you. Absolutely. Damn right it will. That's why we're here. Because, yes, uh, I mean, it's hard, but the reward is something like you can't believe, and that's what people don't understand. If you haven't actually been into mayhem, let it touch you, and that's what you do every day on a ranch. Chaos. If you haven't let that touch you, then, then you haven't been changed. You're just sitting around here island by. Everybody wears one of these. That's why there's a difference between a crown and a baseball cap. Yes, sir. You got that? I think animals give you that. <laughs> well, and, and I, I have to kind of tell these interns, you know, like, especially the ones that haven't been around it before they come in, like, hey, you know, you could die. You know, like it's it's absolutely a different conversation than going into SEAL teams. Right. But but like in bull riding, like, look, man, this is before we do this, like we're yeah, you need to sign this paper, but like just real talk, like or or maybe, you know, some people might even call it worse, like you just you know, something else happened and you don't die but you can't use your yeah. you know, leg, you know, like, like there's, there's some real, you know, scenarios here that you've got to take into consider. And then from that point forward, it's like, all right, we're going to work at training properly to mitigate that risk, sure. mm-hmm. you know, but, but there's still a danger factor there. It's only safety protocols to you train it enough to where it's inside of you. Yes, you can sir. practice good enough to you get good at it or you practice to you're not bad at it. Yes, sir. Until it just becomes part of like getting dressed. <laughs> and the difference between Navy SEALs and every other guy unit walking around here is we, we train like that. We train not only until we get good, until we're not bad at it, and then we train until we look cool doing it. <laughs> yes, sir. That's the difference. <laughs> dying, up to dying, we're going to look cool. Uh-huh. Do it. <laughs> and go out in the biggest a, way you can. It's a thing with us. I'm not a, even kidding. Yeah, it's kind of an inside joke inside with like joke the with us, army you versus cool that, you yeah. The I love it. Seals are always like you always have like hair the gel, hair sideburns. <laughs> I love it. That's why there's only a handful of us, man. Yeah, uh, but it's a, it's a real thing. But even with Marcus's, um, his he was a medic in the SEAL teams. His first real. Um, thing that he did wasn't in combat it was during a training in a live fire one of his teammates got shot in the oh yeah our training's harder oh yeah and wow. he had to operate on him in the field in the training field dang yeah i tried and, to kill him he's tough he lived yeah. the, but th- that's the same with y'all man like our training is just is tougher than your, the real mission if you look good when you're practicing something then you're not freaking practicing so you're supposed to look like an idiot out there practicing yes yeah, sir I, th- I think one of the major you know, differences in that is, is with rodeo, like, and I'll tell my interns this, like, Hey, you know, obviously I'm not going to let you even get on if you're not training to a certain level. But on the other hand, with, as a rodeo cowboy, you are your own boss. We don't have a drill instructor. Like I'm not going to, you know, show up and wake you up in the morning. Like I don't like waking people up, you Mm -hmm. know, like, so with, with rodeo cowboys, like you've got to be very Mm self-motivated to, to train and get ready. And that's why I say like, you know, we'll find out when the gate opens, you know, if you have, or you haven't, you know, you can look cool up to that moment, but that right there, you're going to get purified. That's like the girl, your intern, Jordan. Yes. I mean, watching her on that bull in the TV show, I cannot 
believe that she does that. I didn't even know that there were female bull riders, and I I love going to rodeos. Well, not no, first, but I mean first one out on on the ranch. Yeah. Is she the first bull rider fe- out on your ranch? Uh-huh. She, yeah, she's the first female. Yeah. Yes, yeah. There's now been a second girl get on a couple, but no, Jordan is she's. She's a unicorn. She's pretty so unique. Tough. And they exist. Very tough. Yeah. Very tough. Yeah, we were laughing about that. It's like, see that little sweet smile she's got? You know, yeah. she reared around and slapped the mess out of you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bones to the, and, to the and base. She, she'll get frustrated with other female bull riders because, you know, and, and she talked about it in a recent interview where it's like she thinks that one of the reasons why a lot of people don't take female bull rider serious is there'll be girls out there that might be doing it just for attention Mm. you know and there's guys are too but people are a lot more okay with watching a guy get hurt than a girl get hurt so that's why you know there'll be practice pins where they don't let as many girls get on because sometimes there'll be a girl do it just for attention which bull riding is not a sport where you can do that you know you you can do it just for the instagram likes you know you're gonna get hurt I got a couple of cowboy questions. Ready? Yes, sir. Who invented bulldogging? Oh, uh, let me ask. And what ask, movie ask should you know? Phone <laughs> <laughs> a friend. There you go. Yeah, yeah. You mean you mean this Bill kid's Pickett? On point right here. You mean Bill Pickett? Bill Pickett. <laughs> oh, you mean William? I've got a picture of him. Hey, man, I just—that's a test. I, There's I had to a throw picture that out of there. him in my bathroom growing up. Okay, good. and I can see him, and I was just uh, like, anyway. All right. Hey, you passed. That was a, that was your test question. Very good. Nice work. Of course. William Pickett. Oh, you mean William? Oh, William Pickett. Do you yeah. have test questions? No. I gotta take it back for just a second. So you went to school in College Station, Texas A&M. Yes, sir. A&M. When did you decide to post your first YouTube video? And what did what did your family think? What did your friends think at the time? So, it's fellow Aggie too. Yep. Yeah. Whoop. Yeah. Class of '09. Really? And, uh, <laughs> I didn't know that. Um, awesome. No. So I had been prank phone calling people for a few years, and then my buddy uh, in 2013, I had a Facebook. Uh, for about three years, and then my buddy Mitch Montgomery, got to give him a shout out. He made uh, the first uh, uh, YouTube video in 2013, and so um, July 1st, 2013 is when the first YouTube video came out. And then for like three years, we made two or three years, we made videos. I didn't even know how to monetize them on YouTube. Like we were just posting, you know, and just because I'm a class clown, I like making people laugh, love rodeo. We were already doing it anyway, you know. Um, and so then we just happened to turn on the camera and then around 14, 15, we started to turn it into a, a, a more actual, you know, I saw, I'd, I'd grown up kind of like with entrepreneur tendencies, you know, selling yo-yos in third grade. And so <laughs> yes. I kind of, I kind of, you know, with, I like same, style. with the, we turned, we, we started the rodeo time apparel brand. Can we still get those yo-yos? Buddy? I've got some. Got some I'll yo-yos. send you one. Yeah, I'll sign it for you. And, uh, got that down. Uh, <laughs> but no, like I, when I was a kid in third grade, I didn't have, we didn't have, I mean, like we weren't dirt poor, but you know, when I went on this field trip, there wasn't any extra money for me to get lunch, but I had some yo-yos saved up. 
and hustled those. And I came back, I ate lunch and came back with like 20 bucks or something, $18. I was a third grader, it was a fortune. So anyways, but um, so yeah, I just kind of saw those uh, opportunities with social media. And, uh, but I was there to entertain people. And I think, you know, so the marketing came first. Unbeknownst to me at the time, like we had the branding down and then we just added the product later, you know. So that's that's why I think it, it made it a little more sustainable for us as far as a business is concerned. How did you handle all the responsibility of all the kids that started looking up to you because of that? So the very first video, like, you know, there was like it was PG-13, you know, but I didn't know anybody was going to see it. And I think I said the D word or something. But like uh, my mom was a third grade teacher second grade teacher and so the second video she said can my second graders watch it and i said well don't let them watch that first one but they'll be able to watch every one after this oh so, but i didn't know he was gonna put it on youtube in yeah. my defense you know hey, so, I, I got busted by my mom on that too with the with the movie the oh really? yeah i yeah, was just profanity around my you mom you talked about what, that yeah, man, the, kind of a because <laughs> sometimes it slips out like i want to make a point that's why you don't use profanity, because when you do use it, everyone's like, oh, okay, he's kind of... Yes, right. He's a cusser. <laughs> yeah, right? Well, I'm sure that, you know, the, you you were given a little bit more of some leeway from the country, <laughs> given the, the I do situation. Give a little attitude for that yeah. We're going to let this slide, Marcus. Uh, the best example of that is when the movie was coming, when Lone Survivor was coming out, um, we had to go on this, like, marketing tour with the movie before it actually was released in theaters. We had to go show it to all these different groups. We showed it to NFL teams and all kinds of different people. Well, we were good friends with the Robertsons of Duck Dynasty. Oh, yeah. And at the time, Duck Dynasty was still really, really big. And the uh, Universal Studios asked, do you think we could show it to the Robertson family and see what they think? Because they're trying to get polling on different demographics of people. So I was like, I'm sure they would love that. Call Corey up. She's like, yes, our family would love to see it. So we go to West Monroe. Do you remember this? And <laughs> we go to West Monroe, we rent out a movie theater, Universal shows it. This is way before, this is probably six to eight months before it was released. And the whole Robertson clan is there. I mean, extended cousins, aunts, uncle, like there's a, it's a huge <laughs> family. Everybody's there. And um, while we're sitting there, I had never thought about the profanity before because I use a lot of profanity. <laughs> and, um, it just, just makes the sentence more interesting. Yeah, I just, I'm, I'm a little spicy. <laughs> you have a way of so. doing it, honey. articulate it so well. But it, then I was thinking of them, of like who was watching it. And I was like, oh my gosh, they are not going to like this. And all I could think about was Miss Kay and everybody watching this. And I'm so uncomfortable. And afterwards, um, Marcus got up and talked. And then... One of the, I think it was like the uncle, it was one of the uncles that's an actual preacher. And he gets up and he talks and he's like a great uncle or something, he's older. And he said, I am okay with this profanity because I've been in these situations when I was in whatever war he was in, Vietnam or whatever. 100%. And he said, and sometimes those words just have to be said. I was yes. like, hey, man, in the I, moment. And when I'm fighting, and, you have to do it on, you know, it's really different. Like, oh. <laughs> Hopefully it's, yeah, yeah, right? Wouldn't you want it that way? A hundred percent. You know, mm -hmm. and, and the buck, you know, not to, you know, just because we're talking about it, but like rodeo, like 
uh, my dad would say, especially bareback riding, mm-hmm. you really got to go. And, and my dad would say, like, when you're in that shoot, you got to go somewhere where your mother doesn't recognize you. Mm-hmm. You know, and so, like, there may be the culture of that might bring some, you know, I, I'm 100% yeah. am not offended. Yeah. By it. You know, I don't use <laughs> that it in made my me videos, feel better when the Robertson family signed off on 100%. it saying, okay, there are times for some foul language. All right. So, if I was to the young ones out there, Trained to be a cowboy. I got a couple questions. Ready? Yep. Yes, sir. Are the hats seasonal, and when do you change them? Ooh, good question. Yes, and it depends. Easter, right? They they like white pants on. um, Correct. Labor Day. Day. (laughs) Yeah. But they say uh, months that end in R, you're supposed to use a a a felt. Mm. But really, in Texas, I mean, you know, it could be, it could be. 90 degrees today, it could be 6 degrees tomorrow. Right, so yeah. I think Texans get a little more leeway. He we likes get a lot his, of latitude. He likes what do you think? Hats. I yeah. think so, yeah. Like, whatever's going for Especially right down there. here. Referring like, to shoot. my man over here. Is that true? <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay. Hey, yeah, all right, good well, answer. Here, Next question. The, oh, you got right, something else? I just got to say, um, you can give someone a hard time unless it's January and they are Marcus Luttrell. <laughs> <laughs> Let them wear whatever the straw hat. hat. I'll use some profanity. Whatever M hat they want to use. Yeah. I was working the chainsaw. That'd be no. You gotta freaking choose your battles there. No. That's not one I'm gonna. Right. No. As a proper cowboy, how do you keep your hat from flying off your head while you're riding your horse? And is that a thing? Um. <laughs> Push it so down. that you know, seeing those great westerns, stampede stone, when the boys are when they're hauling ass on the horses, hat nowhere. It's right yeah. there on their head. Why is that? We got to you got to keep your your crash helmet on. You got to keep that rascal pulled down and like it's go time when those ears crunch down like this. Yeah. But usually you can take the uh the hat band, bend okay. it out yeah. and then it'll kind of like create Oh, like a helmet. Some, and then and then it'll lock it in there. And then the ears what those are like parking brakes when you stick <laughs> down there. If if you punch the top out with the top of your head and then your ears are crunched down, it's 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 okay, time to fight. That's I asked my dad the same question. I was like, "How do you get your hat flying?" And he smashed the top of my head, hat down on my head. And, he knows. And, yeah, like hats a big deal for cowboys. That's why they're funny about you touching them and when they lose them and stuff like. That. There's a couple things you don't touch: black woman's hair, cowboy hat on the dude's head. Because after a while, man, you know this thing gets to your head, and the way the wind blows, it knows. Yes, sir. You you get it right. <laughs> you get it. I know, I get it. I'm asking you. We're teaching these young ones. Next question. It sounds like you can teach them. Can I continue question. with my hat down like this? Question. Yeah, you look great. Question. Does it bother your ears after a while, or how long can your ears take it? No, uh, these ears can take it. Been... Proper jean attire. Describe that. Uh, jeans? Well, well you can't you wear shorts being a cowboy, or can you? you? Can't what have... about khakis? What about them guys? Do they have to get the Wrangler jeans? No, you can wear khaki like well see i'm not talking about me i'm talking about the okay, ones coming okay, we're teaching kids this is like, we're talking about a seal because... no no no. we're talking about the young ones we're t- this is for the young ones um, if they're getting into the if they want to be cowboys and learn how to rodeo if they're walking around in the streets you know kind of pull it off there's certain things you got to know like the, the yep. unspoken word of the cowboy don't, don't wear you know they can't have flaps on the pockets good point they can't have sequins you know, good point. Unless you're in the rodeo, no, no, no. What about tassels? Sequence. No, you don't. What about rhinestone cowboys? See, you try to make as little a statement as you can with your jeans, and you want to speak more with your the shirt riding. 
Oh, because your shirts are phenomenal. Your shirts okay, on, no, shirts. on your show hey, are... I was, gonna, I was saving that question for the last so, one, but... I mean, talk, we need to talk about the shirts because they're, uh, you know... They're I, mag- you know, I wear rock and roll denim, and they've got, you know, this old school pants. They're the old school button-up shirts, too, like panhandle, like the, the pearl snap. Pearl snap. That you're, you know, and then they've also got this sideline. It's kind of like Garth Brooks-style stuff. And that's what daddy wears. <laughs> <laughs> that's what, like, when I go in that warehouse, I'm like, yep. Yep. So when it comes to, to, to seals, everybody wonders it's the flip-flops, board shorts, and then you go to, to the sale rack. The shirts no one wants. Uh-huh, the Hawaiian shirts. The Hawaiian shirts no one wants. That, that's what you sport. That's just, I mean, that's the style. That's how you get a style. Yes. And, and, but, I mean, and you can guys... you find those shirts online and where? Because they're pretty popular around here. Um, Your particular... The rock yeah, and roll, rock and roll denim. Denim. the loud ones, mm-hmm. rockandrolldenim.com. But um, does it make you a more proficient cowboy when your shirt looks like that? It does me. <laughs> it does, right? It's a feeling. I mean, it's a statement. I get motivated when you wear them, so I'm kind of like. We actually I... looked them up when we were watching the show. <laughs> Somebody, my, one of the sisters brought it up. My little sister like, goes, "Those have to be from the '80s. Are 100%. they going to vintage shops?" And so we looked it up, and. I, just like they actually sell these shirts now, yes. <laughs> they're on the website. So um, it's it's kind of like those seals in the flip flops. Mm-hmm. You better be able to back it up. Mm-hmm. Great point. So I would say wear you a very normal shirt until, until? you're going ninety. Yeah. Then explain the belt buckle. How uh, big do they have to be? At what point in time do you have to earn them? Is it like a trophy? Are you, it, yes, if you wear a buckle is. that you didn't earn, like a seal trident, you get your ass whipped by the cow. That's a thing, right? I'm, no, that's not a thing. It is. A, it's I got a thing. buddies that wear, I, <laughs> like I got buddies that wear Hubcaps? buckles. That, but yeah, I would say like a, at least fourteen inches across. That's <laughs> kind of like this chainsaw. <laughs> that's a case we, case we blow a rim on the on the trailer coming down. You right. Take that buckle exactly. off. Exactly. Just <laughs> yeah, with the price of metal going up right now. It's just, <laughs> These buckles are getting expensive. I'm right. you. Yeah. The bigger the buckle, the better. We'll go with that. Because, I mean, that's a thing. That's a trophy. Yes. The, the boys that play football, they're the most manly thing they got is a ring. That's yes. great. Yeah, that's one like, of the first things I bought you and Morgan. A ring? No, the belt buckle. I was like, baby, I'm making fun of rings. Don't say no, that. Belt don't say oh, yeah, the belt buckle. Yeah, I know. Don't throw me under the bus. I got you like, and Morgan matching belt buckles. I know. Still yeah. got them. We're, my, my twin and I, we support them all the time. Yeah. Absolutely. Because it's a thing. I got a buddy that runs those 100-mile races, the Leadvilles and stuff like that, for that buckle. Yes. Uh-huh. No, Just that, to have bragging rights. Buckles are, that's a big deal. And which one He's you one wear. He's one of them over here. <laughs> yeah. And Crazy bastards. In our world, it's the, it's the, the gold buckle that, you know, it's the world champ buckle that is. So is is there a trophy? Is there a buckle that someone these cowboys they show up with it? You know exactly what it is. Absolutely. Kind of like the Hope Diamond. Absolutely. Uh, yes, sir. Yeah. There's certain it. rodeos like Salinas has a really cool rodeo. Um, uh, Cheyenne, it's just like six uh, horseshoes on there, and you can see it a mile away. The gold buckle, the world champ buckle, that one's a the most iconic. So um, world champ is that like when they when you go to Calgary NFR. or that's NFR? Okay. NFR. That's Vegas, right? Okay. Yes, sir. It's is in Las it Vegas. Okay. Still there? Yes, sir. Yes. They just had it. The COVID year they brought it back to Texas just because of the shutdown stuff, but the Super Bowl still go down? Del Rio? George oh, Ball. Uh, Ball they, they have one down there, yes, but like it, it kind of yeah, it does. Yeah. And there's a big rodeo in Calgary, right? Calgary, yes. Yeah. A lot of money. Are you allowed to wear the buckle regular days? Do you work cows in it? Do you sport that thing all the time? Do you Some sleep guys in it? Some do, yes. Right? Yes and yes. 
I would figure so, right? Absolutely. Kind of like the boxing champion. You put that belt on, leave it on there. Hundred percent. And if you are a world champ, you know, like, yeah, like I know Will Lowe. He's a he's a bareback rider. Like he rides in his, like, because you know, sure, a lot of those guys have won several, and so they'll they'll they wear all of them at the same time. How would I, you do that? I do. I it's would. A, it's a really interesting belt. No, because some of the ladies, it's like one of the women's belts have that all, all the way across. But it's like the rhinestone. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, put them all over your saddle. Yeah. Bandolier. What do I feel like today? But yeah, I found that the size of your buckle is inversely related to your age. So as you get older, your belly gets bigger, and your buckle the buckle gets shrinks smaller. down. Yeah. That's a great right. point. Yeah, I've noticed that too. Matter of fact, that's a real good point. Back when I was it gets too bad, you just put on the back. On the back. Yeah, yeah. as it shifts to the side. <laughs> it's like, man, that cowboy wears his shit on his hip. That's because yeah, it hurts his belly, man. Wear this on the side so people can see yeah. it. Yeah. See, see it. My, yeah. my pistol's over here. and uh. yeah. Yeah, my, my brother-in-law's dad, is. I walked up to him the other day. He was riding his horse. I was like, what's wrong with your saddle horn? That tree break? Because his belly was rubbing. <laughs> <laughs> Saddle horn break? <laughs> oh my god! I can't be comfortable. Yeah. Oh man. So although you're not really overly forward about it, it seems like faith is a, a big part of your life. Would you be comfortable sharing some of that? Oh, absolutely. I and I th I think I'm forward about it. I guess so. Like I I wrestled with it with social media early on. Like my preacher, he was, I was like I felt because at the rodeos I would I was the guy behind the shoots. Like hey, let's get a quick word before you know and and then pray obviously because you know it's a very terrifying you know, event. And so, um, I would love to do that. And then when I started with social media and it kind of took off in the direction it did, I felt the need to turn into a pastor. And, and, uh, he said, you know, my pastor explained it. He was like, I think we respect where God put you on this platform and it's a comedian. And then a lot of your ministry might be one-on-one, -on -one, you know, with the interns or people that we meet. And, um, I, th I think there may come a time where I shout it from a rooftop, you know, which I'm not afraid. And if that means I get canceled, then I get canceled. But, you know, I'm ready for that moment. But I, I, my faith is, you know, that's something my old man taught me, you know. And I was, uh, you know, it was, it was peaceful the way that he passed. But I think the most peaceful thing was it was about, it might have been after we even buried him, but it was like six days where I realized, like, man, it hasn't even crossed my mind whether or not my old man was like in heaven. It was as it was as sure to me as gravity. You know, you don't think about gravity. You don't like we don't have to acknowledge it yeah. mm -hmm. to to uh, to obey its rules and that's that was for my personal faith like whenever I think about like how I I have faith in the Lord like that was the most reassuring thing for me with my relationship was I didn't even question like man I hope there's a heaven and my dad is there. You know, like and so the two things that he left us with were me and my, my, my family and I were, were faith and loyalty. And like, that's like his faith was big. And then like loyalty to it's, it's almost just as important. Like if I see you get in a fight and, and, and we're friends, like I'm, 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 I mean, I'm, I'm getting my ass whooped. Sure. Here. That's <laughs> why we always wind up in jail. <laughs> that's right. And there's situations where it's an obvious one-on-one -on -one or, you know, oh, somebody. Oh, sure. That's different. But, yeah. But, like, if you don't want to fight and then you get in a fight and I don't help you, then you know that me and you are not friends. Yeah. <laughs> that's how those are. That's where those tests come in. Yes. Yeah. That, that's where that happens for us in, in those moments. Yes, sir. These two and have more, seen lots of that. 100%. We'll take her up. Y'all were literally in jail next? Like, was All the time. In fights. Oh, 
be I mean, together. you can't imagine. We so y'all known each other a long time. Since we were boys. There's a whole crew of us running around here. It's, it's pretty comical. What? And these two can fight. Mm-hmm. See, you don't, you don't want to be I don't crossed. Know. <laughs> See, rusty ass hand you got on the end of him wrist. <laughs> See, it hit you with you. It feel like a lightning bolt going through your heart. Uh, when I find I'm, myself in those situations, like I'm looking, and I'm, I'm sure you've felt this, but like, I'm like, well, where's my brother? <laughs> my brother's younger than me, but he's he's bigger, bigger than yeah. me, and like, and it's not he enjoys fighting, and uh, like I don't as much, and and he doesn't just go around looking for him, but like he's a little bit more excited if it were, and I'm just I just know that if it like he was gonna kind of like you said, you know, from the womb to the tomb type yeah. deal, like I know he's like that. And uh, anyhow, I'm sure you feel that. Yeah, it's not even a thing. That's yeah. a part of it. Mm-hmm. 100%. It, it comes with territory out here. Yeah, you I don't like, have to look. Yeah, no, that's, that's a funny nope, thing. You people, don't have to question. No, they're people. Yeah, we're, yeah. <laughs> it's a bond so tight you can't even. I was like, man, you don't have to worry about me. You need to worry about them dudes that care about me. Yes. <laughs> that's the problem. Yes. All right, because each one of them have a strength that I have as a weakness, and vice versa. When I'm standing next to them, it's a. Right. Even, and when we're all together, it's, it's a complete. We don't work. We just whatever it is we're doing, we're doing. It's so so much fun that that it doesn't even constitute work in our head. That's why we get in trouble. It's crazy a lot. because you've been like people can talk about that, and like even me, you know, like I can talk about being loyal, but like you, there's just no greater test of loyalty than what you've been through. Like there's there's nobody that can say it with more certainty. See them dudes on the wall right there, man. They showed me an ounce of loyalty die for me, and we have. Battleships named after them, and and building. Right. I mean, I if you, hey, look, you my friend. I'll do everything I can to immortalize you. <laughs> like, if, I mean, that's just the way it is with me, man. I, that's a it's a ride or die mentality, and and for sure. And going back to what you're talking about being a pastor, you ever wonder why they call y'all that? Because you work in the pastures. Because <laughs> there's yeah. a difference between a preacher, a teacher, and a priest. Priest like a black belt in the martial arts studio, right? <laughs> pastors, you take care of the boys out there in the pastures because that's the thing. Yes, sir. And you, somebody's got to tell them. And don't never look at it like it's preaching. The, well, the, that, the reason they call it the word is because it's kind of like the rule. When you say it, it's pure logic. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing that makes sense when you say it to somebody. And then it, when you hear that, you know it. And then when you go out, it's like you set the base with us, and then it, they live off of it. far as your faith i mean like what i know you had to be having those conversations and and we've all seen the movie but like on that mountain like was that like your moment of, of that's like, old man whipping my ass so bad he killed all the friends around me <laughs> i mean humble pie yes sir mm-hmm. when i was in that cave i wrote god will give me justice on uh, it's like from count of monte cristo it's one of my, it's my favorite story and uh they didn't show that in the movie. You have to read the book. Yeah, there's a lot of you know, – because that's that's the personal stuff, which yeah. also makes it – like, I got into everything I was supposed to, got my ass whipped. That's how I got humbled. And when you know that, like, if you're if – everywhere you wind up, you're supposed to be there because the boss pushes you there. Even if you're getting your ass whipped, well, then all right. Yes, sir. <laughs> I'm the one that's supposed to take that part for for whatever reason. And it, it, it kind of perpetuates – it gives you strength. 
Yes, sir. Like, cause there ain't nothing wrong with going through some hard times. I explained that the other day. Like, can you imagine when walking in, someone doesn't have religion, you walk into a church for the first time, be like, whose house is this? It's God's house. Yeah. He's like, who's got a picture of him on the wall? Hung up on a deal. He's like, oh, that's his son. <laughs> what? Hung his boy. And not only that, there's, there's little pictures of how it got done around the, the, the church. I'm like, terrifying. That's yes, why he's sir. supposed to be scared of that dude. Yes, sir. Because mm -hmm. if, if he had to do that to get to that, then you're going to have to put out down here a little bit. Yes, sir. Service to your fellow man is a rent you pay to live on earth. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Right? Kind of deal. And that's why there's only a few rules down here. Be good to your neighbor. Be good to the boss. Get you one of them. Yeah. <laughs> and, we're uh, very strong in our faith, oh, yeah. and, and we're not afraid to talk about it. And, well, and who cares about, that, like, the whole, like, whatever the world is going through with trying to cancel people with faith and all of that. That's... That's gonna bite them in the end, and right. oh, know, that's already happened. We can't. I mean, you see the the, the shift, that paradigm shift. I yes, told you, sir. man, things changed when the when our billionaires started measuring their their manhood by their rocket ships and not their yachts. <laughs> we are in a completely different dimension. Yes, sir. And no, all the people I, have been causing all that chaos and talking that guff and making that noise. It's gonna come back. It's come around on them. Well, devil gonna, always tries to seep in and try and take the you know good people down. And just it won't happen. You can't take cowboys down. Too damn tough. <laughs> Eventually, they're going to work their way to us. Yes, sir. And then, then what are they going to do? <laughs> I mean, what are they going to do? Because when you get to the ones who actually provide you the ability to talk all that smack, and then you start biting the hand that feeds you, what, what do you think that's going to get you? I mean, because eventually they'll work their way to us and just kind of sitting around waiting. It's cool. That's why I started Team Never Quit, because after I whip your ass, then you'll be part of my team, and then we'll build you back up and be all good, right? <laughs> no, I've, I've, that's, that's one of the, the, the main things. I, I just... I don't know. I think every a lot of Americans when they when they watch like something like your movie, it it just makes us all think like what we would do in that situation. And I just can't help but think about just the intense amount of prayer I'd have to be doing. But you know, and then there's just that moment in that movie, Thirteen Hours, where you know he's standing up there. He's like during the fight, he's just like, "Yeah, man, I wasn't thinking about it then, but I'm thinking about it now." You know when they're waiting in mm -hmm. that, th and and I'm sure that was oh, yeah. like that. Like you had those moments, like in the fight, you're not really thinking about it. You're well, there's there's or, it's, or it's weird it? because there's moments inside of a fight, it's like a fist fight or a ride or anything like that. It's like there's a moment in there to where, man, I mean, when everything's going wrong, it's 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 funny. It'll hit you. It goes into your head. Uh, pray, ting, you know. And I and I would say that stuff when I would really get. It's funny because if you don't know how to say or pray, be like, "Hey God, I didn't, you know it's Marcus again." You hear me? <laughs> <laughs> I have managed to get myself in a little bit of predicament. I'm on this mountain. Where are you at? No, no, you hear these good shots? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm talking about because he, he, God has a sense of humor, right? Otherwise, Absolutely. guys like us wouldn't exist. Absolutely. You know, he's got them them boys he keeps outside, and I'm one of them. And. uh and so, so y'all. <laughs> yes, sir. And we, you got to think he laughs at most of the situations. Gonna, sometimes you get into them because you can willfully keep, you know, bite off more than you can chew. That's how you learn. Yes, sir. That's how guys like us learn, right? And uh, all the time. I'm still to this day, I, <laughs> I got a unique relationship with the boss, all right? It's kind of funny. So you stick <laughs> too close, man. You're going to see some comedy. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and, you know, like I love the story of David. And, you know, it talks about in there, like, it says, you know, David is a man after God's own heart, but then I can't remember his, you know, he's courting his, his, his wife and his, his soon-to-be wife, and so it, he has to take a hundred uh, foreskins to his wife's dad, and 
but he instead brings 200, you know, and I'm just thinking like, <laughs> David, who's a man, after, like he's cutting off two, you know, and like, he's a warrior, he's a fighter. And uh, anyway, it's, uh, um, I think it's okay to be that and a Christian, you know, I, at least I. That's what those are. Right. It's not the other way around. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> it's not. I don't care what you heard, what you hear. I mean, it's the funny part. It's like, yep. think about it. Well, that, that line in itself. God, I remember that dude messed up all the time. Had a. Well, man, uh, well, that, t- that says a lot. Yes, sir. Because that's, you know, there's a line behind that. You, if you look at the family line, it's, there's comedy in that. Absolutely. Like anything and everything, we are the, what is it, Bible, basic instructions before you leave earth. Yes, sir. Right? <laughs> It's the script, like this playing out. If you want to know why something's happening, look it in there and see how it's played out, why you did it, and how you got through it. It's I never knew any of that. Like I wasn't raised around it. I had to kind of be taught, and and because of my life experiences, it just makes sense to me. Absolutely. It's like going through the the body phase before you get to the spirit phase. Like yes, mind, body, and spirit. Some people go to school, they read their whole life. They're they're mind people. Some people are body. They get beat up. They go to the gym. Some people are spirit. They go to church their whole life. You put all three of them together. I think most people don't do that. They either work out real hard and like, hey, check me out, or they get all educated in the schoolhouse and they don't go to church. But if you put all three of them together, yes, sir. it starts working crazy. I mean, it, it, it'll really open things up for you. I never knew that. So you say, you know, you kind of had to come about, I guess, being in those situations, is that what helped grow your faith? Because I, I So when I it. stepped in, I said, don't watch me. I was like, I'm going to step away from this. Like, we're going to war. That's complete. Mom, don't watch. I said the same thing you did, right? <laughs> 40 years of darkness. Gold is forged in the fire. You go out there and get whipped for 40 years, come back in, and then we'll talk. We'll let you back in the house. Yes, sir. And and so you come humbly back in there. I mean, I, I crawled in there. Yes, Everything sir. was dead. So it builds you back up. And it's kind of a step by step thing. It didn't happen overnight. I mean, he's always a had a huge amount of faith. He just didn't have the structure with it. He wasn't raised in church or anything. Oh, and so man. it was almost like when I met Marcus, like he was searching for the structure that he he thrives off of structure so like in the military how his mom was like all of it it, he he just needs that and so he would be looking in bible youtube all these different places for the word and it was chaos but it was very chaotic and so we started going to church, and now we go. We don't miss a Sunday. We go every single Sunday, and we go to a class after church. At the church, after our service, we go to a, a two-hour class every single it's Sunday. It's basically wow. like studying a martial art on TV. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. I, I kind of would get it down, you know, like we learned how to box. So he started teaching me. But then when you get in there and someone shows it to you, and that's all. It's guidance. I'm like, hey man, why is this this? Yes, sir. Y'all obviously know it, and you didn't tell everybody. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. So I kind of got irritated a little bit about that. Yes, yeah, sir. I was like, y'all know all this, and y'all not helping. If it even says in there that it's supposed to be tough for y'all. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? So I, I uh, once you go into a martial arts studio or into a college or into somebody who knows how to teach rodeo and really see the the tricks and how it works and what, what means what, then it kind of lines everything out for you. Yeah. Well, I, you I know, didn't know that. The Bible talks about, you know, you work out your salvation with fear and trembling and my pastor he was we did a podcast with him and he said you know it's different than everything else in life it's like as if you went to sam houston you're there for first your first day you're at orientation and they hand you your diploma yeah and then it's like all right you've graduated now you you know you need to go to the classes still but like and that's the way you know your your salvation is it's like when you have that faith in christ 
it's it's like all right you've got your salvation now you work it out and and you live your life in response to that you know and and i think too many times everything in life is is wage based you know it's a gift it's not a wage you know mm-hmm. like we have to earn our paycheck we have to earn you know you've got to and, and now all of a sudden um people try to correlate that to faith where they think that you've got to check these boxes and while the lord does command us to do those things that's not what you know saves us according to Ephesians 2:8 um but I, I think it's i found in rodeo a lot of us when we're standing on the back of the chutes and you know that fear rises up that's one of those intense moments where our, death is our, present there your faith that's why is, you feel like that all of a sudden you want to talk to god you might not have for Three or four. That's the same thing being months. in a gunfight or anything in any situation. <laughs> that's almost like that's what death is present. Like when she shows up, everyone knows it. It's got a smell sometimes, mm-hmm. and a dent, and you can feel it. The temperature changes sometimes. You know when they load those shoes, like when it got cold. Yes, sir. <laughs> that kind of thing. crazy to me that there's that some of you guys are able to do what you do and then some of those same guys might be scared to do what we do to me it's like yeah that. oh because yeah. like, we're made different opposite yeah I, that's all that's all that's for a reason yeah i'm made different we it's all have like control a, almost yeah, yeah. of of your like what you're going into you're controlling the situation where um, with y'all you have no control over what you have a little bit of training on your footwork and your core work while you're on the animal, but other than that, it's up to the animal what your fate is. It's almost like life. Life is its own thing. Mm-hmm. It goes on. You know that because people die. It keeps going. Because you only get one day down here. Yesterday is gone. Tomorrow, you don't have any idea if it's going to show up. So one day. And people are like, well, if I had this billion-dollar uh, deal going down, I was like, well, no, it's a progression. You just didn't have that. So every day you build on it a little bit. So when something does come at you, imagine everything's already programmed inside of you. Like I said, you front-loaded it. Yes, now sir. you're just having to live it out. That's yes, the fun sir. part. The experience, bleeding, like feeling, touching. Right now, if you knew everything around here was going to die the minute it walked out that door, you know, I mean, like a moment-by-moment life. When you've been that close to her, to death, and she kind of wanted to you appreciate every little moment. I didn't, you can forget how to sleep. You can forget how to slow down. I remember the, in the middle of a moment, I would start planning for what was coming next. If it revolved around them, and the best part of a movie, the best part of a book, a party is the ending. But I was already missing it. You know what I mean? So I'd learn how to slow down and enjoy every second of who I was with at the moment. Yes, sir. As if it was the only one. And then you go to the next one, and that just that builds up like a wave. There's a reason why you do that. It's, there's a point behind it, and because uh, it's it'll come back around. It shows back up in a different way, but it's kind of unique the way it works. Well, you didn't appreciate that until Nothing. I didn't. I had to be taught this. When we had quarantine, we went out to our family ranch in Normandy, and we just, like, stopped life and just really enjoyed family, and we started farming. (laughs) We literally planted, like, 
an acre of corn by hand with hose and like putting the corn kernels in with our fingers. Dang. Um, God, fishing. And then stayed there long enough to harvest it. So we were there for a long time and Which is why computers were invented. (laughs) (laughs) We had so much fun. And it was just it was like living in the pioneer days. Um we just had a ball. Um, Thornberry came out once, and <laughs> well, you, yeah, you had that. I love that line about you know the guy who thinks it's half empty hasn't been thirsty. Mm-hmm. Been thirsty, yeah. And I, I, I just don't. Am I getting that, that tattooed on my back? There's anybody that would appreciate because you hear half full. You hear that analogy. I've heard you know my whole life, and then but the way you put it. It's just like, man, yeah, some people haven't been thirsty. I usually say that one with some reverence, too. I'm like, dang, what? <laughs> and, and, yes, and, they never been thirsty then. Again, it's one of those things, like the loyalty comment, like there's someone like yourself who can't say that with more certainty. That, you know, for me, it's just, I like, to, I try to imagine it. You know, I, I listened to Joe's podcast with uh, the Yanomi Park girl the, that escaped from North Korea, and it's every minute I was hanging on every word she said about life in North Korea. And so like essentially every day I try to imagine, you know, living, I just imagine her story and uh, it gives me that perspective, I think, but I can't imagine just someone like her who's been through what she's been or someone like you who've been through what you've been, that, that perspective you have just when you, for instance, turn on the faucet and water comes out. Well, like how much of a blessing. The best way I could, if you had to describe a utopian paradise, our generation, we're actually in it. Because back when we were kids, you had those uh, watches you see on TV. You could talk to your buddy. Like, that was high-speed Star Trek stuff. I didn't even have one of those watches. They already came and went. You can pick up this communicator right here and touch a picture on it, and it'll show up to the door when I wake up and I'm sitting there. <laughs> that sounds freaking made up, man. <laughs> we were joking. I was like, how fast can somebody who has no business eating lobster get one? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Less than a day. <laughs> Less than a day. <laughs> We're talking about moving some stuff. Like, what, what's your problem? Why, why aren't you getting that? I, you know, I'll, there's only one way to go from where we're at right now. Besides outer space, you know. The, the Seriously, when people complain, I mean, you can, you can get pissed off about anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can stay that way. Humans are good like that. And we get worked up about something. It's the same with sports teams. They've hated each other since the beginning, and it's a freaking sport. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. You know, it's a, uh, so... Everybody just take a, you know, they would take a deep breath and be like, because everyone's upset. It's, it's almost the last 20 years, man. We're, like I said, we're hybrids. They put us in 20 years of war. At the end of our war, it was like a bad movie. Mm-hmm. They kicked out, it looked like an insult. Then Absolutely. they got us sick, and we've been sick together. 20 years of war, and then, then we all got sick together. Then they've been beating our asses. We had, uh, well, we had a biblical freeze, so they got us really hot and really cold. <laughs> they got us sick again, and they beat the mess out of us. What do you think that makes? Steel, iron. That's how you forge iron. You don't think changing all this, especially the young ones. Man, I don't even know what them suckers are. The ones underneath, these are different anyways. They're completely different from us. Whatever's burning inside of them is terrifying. Well, we better have our act together because when we get out of this whole deal and they start building this sucker back up, we got to make sure they don't tear the world apart. So you're excited about like what they would be right. I know what they're capable of. Because they yes, have sir. so much at their fingertips where, you know. We I train them every year. I as mean, kids, I, we didn't have, like, I didn't have a cell phone when I was a kid. I didn't have a computer or anything like that. I mean, I'm 42. And so when by the time we're 20 is when we were getting all that stuff. Where the 20-year-olds now have had that since they were 10. So, so you're excited about, for instance, 
the the the, the future seals that are coming out of everything this, this young generation. So the only reason the seals like, like I exist is because you have to be as wild as I am on your side. Pure heart, wicked mind. That's where all of us are made like that, right? That, that, the baby boomers—they're completely different than us, man. So we're and as the hybrid stays like the X Men kind of, that's where I refer to us like that. And then these suckers came online, and they're they're born into a completely different out of a sickness, which means you can only get stronger. And it was a we didn't it was after that it was formulated sickness. So there ain't no telling what what they turned into. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. it's unbelievable. I've seen some of these kids like dude, that you know. That's so exciting. <laughs> that's so. And the know. way so the, if you follow the the trends of how like the space and everything how how all that's going all that cleanup stuff, man, they're the ones that are going to be doing that. That's that's so encouraging to hear you say because you know I think about and and Rogan they talk about it. It's like that that comment like. Uh, Hard men create sure that's real soft times and 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 soft times create soft men and soft men create hard times yeah. and then it re- and so like in my mind I've just I think about the the Marcus Latrells of the world and it, it makes me think man and this might be weird but like Lord if there was someone going to attack this country I pray that they do it now. Rather than attack Marcus. Let me tell you <laughs> well, well, I'm saying why, why yeah. you guys are Let still here. here. I'll put this why out to planet Earth yeah. and how dangerous it is to attack this place. There's a Japanese general who said this a long time ago. He's like, because there's a gun behind every door. And I'll go further with that. You even think of stepping in here to do something like that? We haven't been training for war the last 20 years. We've been fighting it. And you go down the road, you're liable to walk into Mike Myers, Freddy Krueger, Jason, a predator, <laughs> an alien. <laughs> Some kind of horrible clown that does eats people. People that love it. There are things down here. If he were to attack, I would pull the reins off everybody and be like, go to work. Mm-hmm. So, so, I mean, you, you, it's terrifying what actually lives here. So right? we The can, things you see on TV, that's the pretty part of this. So right? just come here if we get attacked. <laughs> so I don't worry about that. Okay, good. Well, if you're, not, if you're not, then I won't. Oh, yeah. I'll be the first one that out was there. A, that was a selfish question. Me? Oh, bro. <laughs> man. I'm not lying. Like, I, I was like, I wanted to, because, you know, not to get too deep, but like, you know, my, my dad died, both my granddads died, and I just had this like real moment this last year where like, oh, snap, I'm the patriarch. And so like I have to think about, you know, my family's going to look to me. How am I going to react in these situations? And that's where my brain went to like, well, man, if anything's going to happen in this country, there's a lot of hard men out there right now. Oh, like, women. And, kids. And our kids can throw ninja stars like 500 yards. Man, so we, I'm telling you, you don't know what's <laughs> out there, dude. Golly. Like, I travel around on the road all the time and, like, get to talk to people and see what they're doing. And we, we, we talk about this all the time. And David is like, hey, I'm not worried about my, them. I mean, I care about, the, like, the younger generation I'm after. Because I, I see what they are. And they're like, yeah, you know, they're burning stuff down and tearing stuff. I was like, that's all right, you know. Straighten their asses up, put them back right. in line. You know, we, that's what we're here for. Because the weak generation, 20 years of war, we're just, well, our grandparents were the greatest generation. So we have manners and respect. We're not the ones talking all that smack, freaking yes, being right. mean to somebody just to be mean. I don't have to do that to prove my point. I don't talk bad about you. Yeah. Well, bless you. So, I mean, with us, I, I know a lot of people are scared. Don't be. I mean, when's the best time you, when do you transition from one phase to another? It's not when everything's good, when everybody's got money. No one want to transition during that. If we're going to make a shift, it's going to when they, when we got down to the bottom of the valley. Yes, sir. Not, it's not a bucket. It's not a bad spot. It's not a hard spot, man. It's just shifting to a low gear and getting these suckers ready. 
And then when we come back out of that, some people go ahead. Well, his twin brother, also Navy SEAL, um, right. is running for Congress right now. Oh, yeah. And that's one of the things like that I'm really excited about is putting people like him, not, I'm not trying to make this a political post um, podcast, but having people like that that have fought our wars 100%. and that are that know life perspective. Not only did he fight a war, he went to college. He came back and he started his own business. So he has full life perspective. Absolutely. All right, here's the difference between a politician and a public servant. A politician goes into politics when the wars kick off and they won't go fight. They're the ones that go in and do all that. They want to tell everybody what to do. And then the public servant throws on a uniform or the doctor, cop, military, freaking bingo, truck driver. Yeah. You know, uniform services. Right. Like, just people, like, tell everybody what to do and wear the big suit and everything like that. But then when the trouble hits, if you don't know what to do, you see chaos happening. That's how you know yes. that. And then public servants, when we get done, you know, putting foot for God and country, we're back now. Yeah. Yes, sir. What are you because do they, they know Trying to start another war? It, yeah, I mean, what are you going to It should be a prerequisite. It really you know, should. Like in, in Gladiator, at the beginning of the movie, he's trying to get, you know, Marcus to... And he's like, no. He's like, well, that's why it needs to be you. Mm-hmm. But it's crazy that... that yeah, that's that's just. What? How are you gonna send so somebody you drive to die unless down you had to go out there and die yourself? Exactly. I mean, this is different. You know how easy it is to kill a human being. You don't need a nuclear weapon to do that. I mean, that's freaking terrifying. Like you want to, if you really pissed off old school man, we'll go face to face, man. Yeah. You pick up some iron, we can do that too. But to to know what, let me tell you something. We start killing each other. That ain't no joke. Ain't nobody seen that a lot. You know. You know how bad that is? Every, every, yeah. I talk to everybody because I think the problem is there's no old warfighters around. Like when we got done killing each other around the world, you come back and be like, man, I want to do that again. Yes, sir. You know how bad that is? I mean, it is terrible when we start doing that. And they, they try to portray it in uh, in movies, but like I just I can't imagine mm-hmm. being in that situation where you actually see it and then... Walking to a slaughterhouse. Yeah. They call it that for a reason. You want to see what it really looks like? like I mean, but, but noise. Mm-hmm. Like things screaming, not only screaming, they talking to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, he's trying to patch them suckers up, man. And then the other dude trying to kill you. And that's, that's when you get pissed, right? Like when someone's trying to kill you and you're trying to help somebody. It's beautiful the way it works. Dang. War develops itself. It will. I Chaos can't stand in, on nothing because it's not rooted in anything. But war in itself will perpetuate, feeds itself. See, those are the kind of people that need to make decisions. Yes. yes. That's why we're trying. I mean, we, Yeah. As we much don't as I know about war, like getting political, anyway, but really. that is what you know. Our country is based off of you know a governing body, and we need people in that governing body that are willing to train our younger generation, not rile them up to burn buildings. Oh yeah, you can piss them off. Yeah. You can train them, talk yeah. to them like civil. I mean, they're smart. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like a evolutionary something that happened. So when you even when you talk to them. It's a way you have to. Right. Yeah. There needs, like y'all had um, Mr. Balo, Captain yes. Balo on. Mm-hmm. People like that need to be the, the cabinet, quote unquote. Like, yes. Why wouldn't you have a little <laughs> town full of people over 100? Yeah. Wait, and have everything they need in there. Exactly. <laughs> Especially. I mean, hospital, have their own limo with the name on it. Not that many of them. Such a good idea. If you reach 100, we got a town for you. If, yes. And, and I'll a, be there one and day. And the, the, the roads are made out of carpet, <laughs> red carpet or gold or something, just because you live that long. Because usually the wisdom they drop is in three words. Don't yes. do that. 
Get out of there. <laughs> Shut the hell up. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Be Pray nice. we got an old black man in there, too, because they're the best at doing that. Uh-huh. Don't do that, John. Awesome. The way, the way you guys talked to him was so indicative of just like your – I mean, you could tell you guys the respect y'all gave – Captain Balo was like you know you know, talk about Man. your your seniority is in in numbers with age, and uh, that was that was neat just hearing Navy SEALs really just it's a real thing. Somebody comes up on you old, older than you and they're dropping it on you and you getting pissed off. Suck it up. Yeah, <laughs> it's for an old man done delivering them for a reason. I also laughed. <laughs> I also laughed. It's the hardest out. too. I laughed out loud whenever he was. Uh, he told his story and he was talking about which it was super admirable and honorable you know when he was the last one yeah and then you know because you get caught in his story he's talking about being the last one this this plane could only carry one at a time and he's off in you know i think in maybe china or somewhere and the japanese were coming around and he was like yeah it's a pretty surreal moment when you're by yourself and marcus goes Yes, it is. <laughs> I know exactly what he did, and everybody in that moment, we all did the same thing. Like, I had to hit pause. I was laughing so hard because I was like, if there's anybody in the world that could have agreed with that man at that moment, yeah. it was Marcus Luttrell. I want to go get a beer with him after that. Like, yeah, and he and and then at the end of the podcast, he even you know he caught onto it too, which he was a sharp. He's, yeah. He was sharp, real sharp, he's and he from brought Huntsville, it up later. He was like, "Yeah, you know Waverly. what it's like." Yeah, he did. Yeah, he's either from Huntsville or yeah. New Waverly. Them guys and guys and gals, they're they're gems, man. Sharp. Just seeing all that. I mean, that's the times to to go through all that war too. So, do you see? I mean, it's like a twenty-two-year-old life coach on Instagram frustrate <laughs> you a little bit. <laughs> that's our son's age. He's twenty-three now, and so to see like him and his friends, you know, building these businesses online and all that, it's to us. I think because we have a twenty-three-year-old, we get to we have a. I get that. I get you saying that. Yeah. Yeah, it's neat to see um, <laughs> what they think an expert, expert titles. Is, like some of them, get, they get kind of loose with some of them titles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, I thought you said he was an expert. Well, whose fault is that? He's 22 years old. Yeah. I should have known better. <laughs> I think, I Unless think, you came out the womb spitting that stuff, man. I mean. Mm-hmm. I think on the, on, there, there may should be, maybe should be an asterisk whenever you do the age thing. <laughs> right. And maybe it's like, like Chris will do. He said, it's not the years, it's the miles. Yeah. Because if I'm sitting here and I'm older than you, but I've been an accountant and something happens, I'm letting you be the boss, right. you know. Like, if we're talking right. about accounting, man, I'm on. That's why, you know, right. Sure. <laughs> Somebody's trying to kill us. Marcus is the man. Taxes. They're trying to take Not our money. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are you? What is it you do again? How'd <laughs> <laughs> you even get in here? <laughs> Those are the jokes of life. Um, I I'm wanted sorry. to ask. Um, you come from a generation of celebrity Aggies, the Dude Perfect guys. Oh, Didn't yeah. they graduate around the same time they as did. you? And um, yet, yeah, you know, he he does follow the greatest Tyler Torney. You know, the, yeah, the, he he does follow me on Twitter oh, and Instagram. You're supposed so. to do that, right? And that, as an Aggie, you're supposed to follow the greatest cowboy. I mean, I think that also means we're best friends. <laughs> yes, <laughs> absolutely, probably right. So. Tyler and I, we haven't met, but we have texted about doing something together, but, um, with Marcus, but, um, 
have we, zero hand-eye see, coordination, so I don't know have. why that'd be a good idea. I see him watching my story occasionally on, yeah. on Instagram, and it, it pumps me up. Our little ones love them, but I just think it's funny that there is like a similar this YouTube Granger mania Smith and too. Granger, yeah, yeah an the Aggie celebrities. Yeah, Earl Dibble. is that yeah. Earl Dibble. Dibble. Aggie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we've done some stuff together. Uh, he he was trying to make a music video, and he tr he reached out to a bunch of artists. And the artists kind of, some of them ghosted him, I think, even. And so he then reached out to a bunch of YouTubers. And every, because we know the value of a collaboration, every YouTuber was like, absolutely. I'll I be love there. it. And so we got, to, I got to know him through that deal. So we love him. Do y'all know, uh, living down here, uh, Cody Johnson? Yep. Yeah. Good people. Yeah, real good people. Everybody yeah. laid around here. I was super impressed with him. I spent the day with him looking at his place, and wife and kids were there. I mean, Good, super down-to-earth guy, man. I'm sure you know that, but I was very yeah, impressed sure. with him. Just one-on-one. -on -one. That that daughter of his is a pistol. Yeah. God, funny. <laughs> yeah, they're good people. I've his wife is actually homeschooling the kids on the tour bus. They're oh, yeah. Doing their homework yeah. and stuff. Yeah. yeah. We had, there's uh, the local country radio station, um, 100.3 The Bull. They do an annual uh, charity concert for Lone Survivor Foundation. It's called Ten Man Jam, and they bring in ten artists to do these acoustic sets. And he's done it before. It's pretty, yeah. That's it's one a of the really that, cool yeah, concert. It's all the five. They do two sets, so it's five of them sitting on bar stools at uh, House of Blues in Houston. And they each take a turn singing a song, and sometimes they'll all sing one of their songs together. It's really, really cool. Um, have you had a celebrity rodeo yet? No, but I have had, I've found myself to be like a lot of people reaching out saying they want to get on a bull. Like, <laughs> Travis, like <laughs> Travis Pastrana, maybe Vanilla Ice. We, oh you know, my yes. gosh. Yes. You know what I'm so, about? Yeah, I'm, I see it. Just gets a little Hey, they'll box and do boat race and everything else for charity. You know, charity hurts. Absolutely. Charity. So, yeah. I mean, it's hey. incumbent upon us to step up for charity yeah. and help her out. And if you Are you trolling. calling out Travis Pastrana? Yeah, yes, I'll call right now. We've got a common phone. sponsor, uh, Can Am, Travis Pastrana. So I think it's just a matter of time before he and I become best friends. Yeah. Well, these two, if you turn around, is Travis in that picture? Oh, you know him. Oh, yeah. Marcus and him oh, have yeah. done a lot that of stuff together. That wild stallion you saw on the, uh, on the paddock out there, I named him Travis Pastrana. Yeah. Is he not on there? He's right yeah, there. he is. Oh, okay. We did the Cannonball Run race together. Oh, damn. yeah. Remember the movies Cannonball Run? The, uh -huh. the so good. Smokey the Bandit yeah. movie. Yeah. yeah. He's tall. Yeah, he is. Yeah. I didn't realize he was that tall. We had so much fun. We tucked in that freaking Subaru for 11 days. I was like, hey, you want to find out if you can be buddies with somebody? Road trip. Ex yes. Oh. 100%. You'll either kill one of them or you'll be best buddies. <laughs> it Rodeo wasn't Cowboys. a regular right. road trip. This was driving from like Chicago to Nebraska right. or something. This is 2020s though, right? Or whatever year that was. 2000s. It's a new kind of... It was crazy. So and they fun. were in this itty bitty, that little bitty Subaru car so and they the were racing it. Well, we switched. So we, we, we'd race from state to state during the day and in the morning we had to race on a track. Against, I mean, there was every kind of car from Porsches you, you can imagine. Well, when he would drive, we'd lean the front seat, passenger seat down to the glove compartment and then kick the back seat down so my feet would be in the trunk. His would too. And then you'd be laying there right beside him as he was driving. Kind of weird to be able to know each other. It was kind of like a romantic moment. I'm like, so how you doing, buddy? And <laughs> <laughs> like, Did we just have a moment? Yeah. And I'm texting Marcus like, are you really doing this? Because 11 days he in the car. does not Gosh. do road trips. So I was like. So you got to know him. Oh, we're buddies. 
Y'all should have made that a podcast. Like, the guys yeah. in the crew out there from JT all the way. Yeah, we haven't yeah. done that yet, but like we're JT close. on the far right is one of the owners of Black Rifle Coffee. Right. Um, and he is a great guy too. Arvin's a racer. We should get yeah. JT on a bull at Radiator Ranch. Well, because we, we did that 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 boat race challenge. Like mm-hmm. Travis will just throw. He's like, hey, let's do this. We wanted to do uh, oh uh, sling cars through the air and shoot them out of the air with a tank. That sounds it's amazing. Like a, <laughs> like yes. a skeet shooting with tanks. Yeah, that's a Navy Sign SEAL skeet shoot. <laughs> yeah, that's that's cool. yeah. yeah. So we're, we're thinking about doing that, but rodeo, we're always looking for ideas. If you hey. want to host the first annual... I could even bring the... Survivor arena. Series, get to rank us some guns yep. out. Put, well, we'll put a million dollar bounty on it. If for it's one somebody <laughs> like... <laughs> you have to ride for 16 seconds, though. <laughs> <laughs> if it's somebody like Travis, we could just tell him it's the rankest, but yeah. then we bring a teddy bear, you know, so that... <laughs> Somehow get a bull in the air and have him jump out of the air with a parachute on that sucker and or have you guys trying to rodeo uh, in the air foam, the ball a foam the with a parachute? Red Bull, right? I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure they'd probably throw some money in the ring. Yeah. Travis on the phone. Somebody would sponsor this yeah, for so, sure. Travis, we got an idea. <laughs> yeah. Um, Write that down. We'll give we'll give Marcus a bunch of kickbacks <laughs> since it was his idea. No, I'm good, man. I'm good. Y'all just, we'll just make sure we have a good time. Well, if Marcus didn't have a titanium spine, I would say he could get on a bull, but instead... That's um, yeah. to get me out of the pain. Yeah, again. I'm getting him out. Yeah. Yeah. He's got an excuse. Thank yeah, he has an excuse, but... Um, if you want to know why, just watch the movie. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Exactly. All right, I'm calling JT to see if he'll, if he'll get on a bull. I need to get out of here. We'll record it, and then that way... It's really. Actual horse karate. Actual horse karate. There's an old tale about a, a guy who invented Kyokushin karate. Like, Masayama was his name. And he was a hermit, went to a cave, like punched walls and like that. And his, there's a video of it, actually, where he's fighting this bull. And he freaking hits that bull right between the eyes, knocks it down, and then knocks his horn off. So. See if JT can do that. We gotta leave him a cow. We got. This is his voice. We gotta leave him. A, we gotta leave him a voicemail. Leave him a voicemail. Oh my gosh! That was your chance. Oh. Okay. So all jokes aside, everybody that comes on the show shares a never quit story. Maybe a moment of adversity. You know, what would you say has been a big defining moment in your life? Man, like of all of y'all's podcasts, like I knew you were going to end it with that, but then I just completely (laughs) (laughs) Spaghetti. Yeah. Um, Pass some wisdom down to us from the young ones. Well, I don't know. I've always said, you know, always give 100% unless you're donating blood. (laughs) I like that. That's a good one. Put it on the shirt. Write that one down. All right, give him yours because he's got a good one. um, Don't sweat the... Hold on. Hey. We're calling you live from the podcast. We have Rodeo Cowboy Netflix How to Be a Cowboy Dale Brisby. Best best bull rider on, on in the world. Uh-huh. And Earth. the most humble. Uh, and the most humble. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> put a, hey, put a call up to Andromeda and see if that's the case. I think you might be right. So, so we, we got an idea. So we have an idea. Um, we think you and Travis Pastrana and whoever else you think should um, join 
do a rodeo at their radiator ranch. Yeah, specifically, get on a bull. Cool. No, you have to get on a bull. I mean, yes. Okay. I think, <laughs> say no. I, I'm more of a donkey kind of guy. <laughs> what about a wild uh, Shetland? Do you have any competitive bucking donkeys? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Tell them I know a guy. Hey. Okay, we know a guy. We but, have a supply. But but a bull would be better. Yeah, um, he just knows the trick to Travis, though. Yeah. yeah, just deliver the message to the team, man, and rally the boys up so we can go do something dumb with this guy. Yeah. All Marcus has to do is what? Text Travis and say, bet you won't. Ooh. <laughs> we'll all get hopped up on Black Rifle Coffee. Okay, Marcus doesn't have it. it, but we definitely need to do a Black Rifle Coffee rodeo. I would say done and done. Okay. Light yeah. it up. All right, let's do it. We'll set, well, set yeah. it in motion. I can go to you or you can come to me, either one. This we'll, would be we'll so fun. We'll go to their ranch. It's uh, West Texas. Perfect. Middle of nowhere. But we could do a road are. trip. I, th- I say we bring the black helicopters, too, because let's mix, let's mix helicopters and rodeo. We'll bring everything. Oh, bring military and, and rodeo. And cars. I've, I've got a helicopter relay. pad. You have, to, you have to do a lap around the helicopter <laughs> and then get on a <laughs> we have a runway oh, and I a think helipad. this be would be amazing. Babe, it's what do you think? the ultimate man. Yeah, the ultimate man. <laughs> the ultimate man contest. All right. We'll put it into work soon. All right. Then. We're going to get working on it. All right. Can't wait. Thank you. Take care. Yeah, love, Bye. You, hun. love you, hun. Love you, hun. Love <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my gosh. That would be so fun. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely it would. Yeah. Yes, I've got the All bulls. Right. Tell everybody how we can follow you, man, where we need, yeah. where they can look you up. And, oh, shoot. And, I, man, I appreciate it. I mean, just being on this podcast is, I mean, you can look, look me up, Dale Brisby, anywhere. So, I mean, uh, Instagram, dalebrisby.com, wherever you want to. So, but. Uh, can we I mean, ask, is there another season coming? Yeah, you know, they never, uh, they, they kind of do what they want and they call whenever they want and they don't really tell you much. Like they could call me, like I could have a missed call from them when I get out. It's like so. being married. <laughs> yeah. So I've heard. Keep doing so. what you're doing. I mean, it's, it's great. Yeah. It really is. So I the Netflix it. is How to Be a Cowboy. Yes, ma'am. And uh, YouTube is Dale Brisby and yes, Instagram ma'am. is at Dale Brisby. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. This yeah. You're, you might know this one, but it's a. Uh, don't sweat the petty stuff and don't pet the sweaty stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll give you credit the first three times I say it, but after that, it's mine. <laughs> I stole it too. He dropped that he on us it. in the most yeah. opportune time. I mean, we were in the middle of one of the moments right here, and he dropped that on us, and I swear it changed my life. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, w- I would say my, my never quit deal is just, you know, being a cowboy, it's, it's just you kind of have to learn that, like, there's not really ever a, a time, like, whether you're in the arena or on a horse, where you can just, like, lay down and and wait for something you know you've got a offense is the best defense and i've learned that you know the same way with with business and uh and i don't know it's it's daily you don't ask yourself is this right or is this wrong but ask yourself is this wise and then that's how you you know you live your life daily but i don't know i feel pretty i mean i i'm the greatest bull rider of all time (laughs) but as far as like who makes the laws on Never quit. That that would be you guys. Oh, so it's been awesome. Yeah, thanks for it. having me. Yeah, so keep keep yeah. going out there and getting on those bulls and proving that we don't quit on this end by getting your ass kicked. That's awesome, bro. Da- I, pre- I, I mean, Dale, yeah, <laughs> Dale, yeah. Dale, yeah. All right, yeah. and we. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> this is my man over here. Yeah. Yeah. Stay tuned for 
the uh, the greatest the big, man contest. The greatest man contest. That's such an At iconic Radiator. name, yeah, too. Because the interesting oh, man, Ranch. that's all right. But the greatest man, the greatest it's its own man. beer commercial, its own. Tra- you can sell tractors with it. You and I can be the judges. What's up? We get yep. Chuck Norris on the oh. line too. Call Chuck. We sit here too. You know what I'm talking about? Like we'll get the dodgeball team going. I have a funny story about Chuck Norris. So Marcus, yeah. lo- Marcus grew up doing martial arts, and so he loves, has always loved Chuck Norris. Well, Chuck Norris asked if Marcus would be his keynote speaker at his um, his galas foundation thing. What it, what's it called? Kickstart for kids. And Marcus goes, and he, Marcus gives like a. Um, the same speech like it's his story every right. time and everyone's expecting it's to hear one. it's a really good one yep. and everybody's expecting to hear it including chuck and i'm sitting next to chuck norris and marcus gets up there in the entire hour marcus tells chuck norris jokes <laughs> the entire hour he just uh, like made some up some of them were known jokes and some he just the whole time and everybody was laughing so hard that in um god bless him he's he can't hear as well anymore and so he would ask what's he saying i can't like, hear a damn thing i'm saying i'm like <laughs> he's he's just telling a story it's like a big moment and then the best one is i walk in this is your story i walk into the bathroom we're at a, at a funeral and it's george bush chuck norris and me standing at the urinal i walk in kind of looking around like, this is a joke. There's a poster here somewhere for this. I've been, I've been, I had that one. And I was like, man. Yeah. And I was like, and they didn't even get it because they, they were always eyes front. You know, team guys like, we ain't gonna worry over our boy. Yeah. The water's cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice watch, Indeed. Mr. President. Yeah. Thing got a mirror on it. You know that kind of thing. I mean, I laughed. So I was at a funeral too, but. Funny moment then. It's, you know, I'm yeah. saying he's God. all them guys are great. That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah, we love Chuck Norris. Yeah. Love, love, love. That's a great man. Yeah. Yeah. Ever, yeah, we finally got, we've got the lone survivor here. He's going to tell a story, stands up and does yeah, and he stand did up Chuck comedy. Norris jokes the entire time. It was so funny. Everybody loved it. It was great. But oh, think about story. that guy, though. I mean, he's one of those iconic names, been Absolutely. around, helps everybody. I mean, kick, that kick drugs out of America thing he started for. Us guided a lot of us, and not only yeah, in martial arts, but just in a on a on a trajectory to make us into good men. Right. I mean, if you got a wild side in you know spirit when you're a kid. That's a thing. Yes, sir. That make you a bad one. No. I mean, they could have thrown us away a long time ago. Yes, sir. Probably should have, right? But they didn't. Well, thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, brother. For thanks, no, man. thank y'all for having me. Get out of here. It's been a blessing. 